0: we're gonna
1: put put everybody over over 10 out of business it's the review new podcast i'm dj i'm evan and this is the podcast where we typically look back at the uh uh, films of our favorite filmographers and talk about you know uh, how they stood up over the years but today we have someone who's Well, not my fucking personal favorite. I will absolutely tell you that. Ooh, I'm about to get in on fucking Rob Reiner. But first, we got to give an extra special thanks to the person who uh, uh, gave us this request. Doctor Goatman.
2: Doctor Goatman oh, man. torturing us again, but at least he's giving us money. Yeah, so. definitely
1: appreciate it. You know but what? I'm hitting, I'm hitting that, I'm hitting that uh, Breaking Bad meme with uh, the the dude who always says "bitch." Yeah, yeah keep getting <laughs> away with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Big yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I forgot his the character. Aaron name, Aaron Paul is Aaron busy. Paul. Yeah. you know when you were like, you not sure whether or not to say the name of the, Which character, one's the, the character. Yeah, the yeah,
2: because they both sound equally. <laughs> Real. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs>
1: Dr. Goatman requested. Thank you very so much for your request uh for North. Uh, yeah. North. Um this movie. First of all, I just want to get this out of the way. I do not like Rob Reiner only thing I like from him is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and I'm sorry. I would go to my grave with that. It hit me at the right time. I was eight. I'm sorry. It was 2000. It was the right time for me. I'm sorry. I, I see the hate train of the internet, and they're like, oh, you're not supposed to like this thing or that thing. I'm with the Buster Rhymes Grinch rap that he made uh, uh, for that uh, movie as well. The, the the pink tinted glasses are just too pink for me. They're too mm-hmm. rosy. They're yeah, too rosy. Yeah, yeah. Um, But everything else that Rob Reiner has done, I do not like. And yes, Internet, that includes The Princess Bride. I'm sorry. I don't think that shit is funny. I think fucking who's that guy Um, uh, uh, uh in Harry Met Sally, it, that movie as well, that I also Billy think is Crystal? a fucking dud. Billy, Billy Cr- Crystal. Oh, my God. I could spend a whole thing about how Billy Crystal is the unfunniest motherfucker who ever unfunnyed. Like, I have never seen anything from this guy and laughed at it. Like, I don't know. And he hosts the Oscar, like, ten times. And I'm like who is this guy? Why do people like him? It was the same reason why, like, YouTube was allowed to be relevant in the late 2000s because Steve Jobs, like, it's just like this, like, who is this guy? What is this guy funny? And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, the Princess Bride, I remember watching that shit and just being like, like, I, I never grew up on that, that one in particular. Yeah. So maybe I just got the inverse of I, Now the Grinch stole well, Christmas.
2: I, I think it's, for me, Princess Bride is like that. I have no ability to think critically, of Princess Bride. I love Princess Bride. Mm, see, but I, I he has the
1: ability to make these right, types of movies like, that I get you in the warm feels.
2: Right, like, I just, I saw Princess Bride when I was a little, little kid and watched it a million times, and, you know, everybody I know is quoting it all the time, so I just have no ability to think critically about it. Mm-hmm.
1: But for you me, know. I'd always heard people quoting that, I am an ego Montoya, and this da da, da, da And also, like, friggin'
2: it, love Mandy Patinkin. Like, who doesn't love Mandy Patinkin? So, you know, there's <laughs> a little of that.
1: As, but so for me, like, I had just seen, like, heard these quotes. The, and I'm like, what is this yeah, from? Yeah, yeah and then I remember seeing it on, like, I Love the 80s or something like that. And I was like, what is this, yeah. you know, movie? And then when I finally saw it, like, a couple of some years back, I was just like, this is such a mid-movie? What the hell's going on? Like, I, I like Ivan Dread the Giant. And, and like, I, I, and, of course, I like... um Oh boy, who's in Liar Liar?
0: Kerry um, Elwes. Yes, yeah. Carrie and also
1: in um. Man in Tates. Uh, yes, <laughs> you know, like I think he's good, but as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, th- this is a case of like, for me, if it feels like this is a charming actor in a role where I'm just like, what are the jokes in this movie other than like, ooh, nice, like light I, fantasy movie? Yeah, that I don't, kid, I don't think. To a kid and I'm just like, I don't know, I, it's just so honest and just like. Like And I think it's like, maybe this is something you could just do in the 80s. Or maybe it's just something you could do just do with an, a director who has this, like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, amount of prestige at a certain time. Yeah. He can make these comfortable, feel-good type of movies that just have no, like, they're just light, you know? They've got yeah, no, like, air underneath them, you not, know? It's not,
2: like, I don't, I don't remember ever, like, having, like, a big, like, laugh-out-loud guffaw at anything in Princess Bride. It's just one of those movies that, yeah, it's just the feels. It's a comfortable it's, movie. It's the <laughs> feels. And... Yeah, it's got actors that I love. It's got Wallace Shawn. It's got and, Carrie. And Elwes. you know this what it is? I think
1: for TV. me, you know what I think for me is, I'm about to solve that right now, because mm-hmm. I really like Tim Burton movies. I love the aesthetic mm-hmm. yeah. of the early Tim Burton. Good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Uh, P.B. Herman. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it really makes sense, but it looks really freaking cool. And it looks right, tactile. Right. It looks like you could, like, you could have touched this or slick. made this. Yeah, yeah, like, it has that, like, sh- like, Unsheen to it, you know, mm-hmm. like this veneer yeah, of like, yeah. yeah, but it's still approachable. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's fascinating. I it's like, it's fascinating how he kind of turned into a parody he, of himself right, and how yeah, he, he like, he just became that like overly too much of just like, the because I'm not watching the Mrs. Paragon, because it looks so like, no, nah, there's no art and love yeah. to this, right? But it that way, that I feel that Tim Burton has like a, a, like, you know, an aesthetic to it that's like kind of dark, but also weirdly warm and inviting, like Edward Scissorhands. It's like a dark movie, but it's not a dark movie. Right. You know, I feel that it's way. Just, yeah. I feel that that is like The Grinch Who Stole Christmas is like the Tim Burton movie that he never made uh-huh. in that way, in, you know, Nightmare Before I can Christmas. See that. I can see right. Because, yeah. like, as I watch that movie, that's how I feel. Like, it's really a dark looking Christmas, but like, it still has this message of hope that you can kind of see in it, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I really like Jim Carrey. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. No, I, I look. <laughs> I, I'm I, Jim, <laughs> Jim, Jim
2: Carrey has his charms. I yeah, imagine yeah.
1: From In Living Color to, yeah. all the way up to, uh, what you call it, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. I think he can do no wrong outside of the majestic. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but, um... Um. what was it uh, but getting get back to Rob Reiner's ass Um. so this man I feel like like I was looking through his uh, filmography I'm like yeah no he is someone we are never doing an episode on unless someone pays a bunch of money because I do not like this man's movies I,
2: <laughs> I will say doing North it was watching it and now talking about it it was less of a horrific experience. It's a terrible It's, it's terrible. And it's, now we
1: get to our feature no, presentation. It's so, it's so
2: bad. But the thing is, like in 1994, when it came out, Roger Ebert wrote a review. I've got it pulled up right now that begins with. I have no idea why Rob Reiner or anyone else wanted to make this story into a movie and close examination of the film itself is no help. North is one of the most unpleasant, contrived, artificial, cloying experiences I've had in the movies. To call it manipulative would be inaccurate. It has an ambition to manipulate, but fails. That is how Roger Ebert reviewed this movie. And so, again... And how does he end it? What did he say? Like, I hated, 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 hated hate this movie. Yeah, you know, he does. At the very end... At the very end... He said, North is a bad film, one of the worst movies ever made, Uh, but it is not by a bad filmmaker unless we represent must represent some sort of lapse from which Reiner will recover, possibly sooner than I will. Um, But now I remember in the video that they did for his show, like,
1: I remember seeing him saying, I hated, hated, yeah, there it is! I hated this movie. Hated, 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 hated this movie. Hated it. Hated every simmering, stupid, vacant, audience-insulting moment of it. Hated the sensibility that thought anyone would like it. Hated the implied insult to the audience by its belief that anyone would be entertained by it. Now, listen and oh my god I, I, he gets he gets that Rob Reiner's first movie and that's what like took me aback i was like his first movie was this, is Spinal Tap?
2: Like... He's a very Yeah, nervous. that's the thing that would
1: make me go like, oh my God, I would want to well, do like a thing on him, but then I see like, ugh, yeah. Br- uh, when Harry Met Sally, like, I watched that movie like, you know, without the like blinds on it, but in the same way that like, you know, I used to watch like The Breakfast Club, it's like, oh, it's cool right, going right. back and watching these, this is like right before us that's yeah, what yeah, considered yeah. normal, it's fascinating to go back in, and, and I'm just watching this movie and I'm like, these people clearly shouldn't be in a relationship. What the hell is going on with this thing? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Well,
2: so so I I'm I'm grateful to Roger Ebert but for this he review. Also misery, which <laughs> like, ah, yeah, I just no, he did. He, he's his filmography is all over the place. Reiner's in, <laughs> but I'm I'm grateful to Ebert here. And and the thing is, I I don't I, I maybe I'm I'm jinxing myself here, but. I cannot imagine a more infuriating experience than Annette because, mm. simply because not only was it just unbelievably bad, not only was Annette unbelievably bad, that I feel like I've brought it up in the at Hall least... Hall of
1: Fame on I've, our podcast right I've now. I've brought but it up anyway, in like
2: three other episodes So bad. But... Nobody else seemed to think it was bad. Everybody else is fucking talking about it. it's great and it did well and it got, like, high ratings and good reviews and and, and winning awards and shit. And I'm like, I'm going crazy. Like, am I
1: taking crazy
2: pills? Right. So <laughs> the fact that I'm pretty sure, like, everybody in the world, including the most you know, one of the most famous movie critics of all time, hated North. It's like, okay, this is bad, but at least it doesn't make me feel like I'm losing my fucking mind.
1: <laughs> oh, I just wanted to start off, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the first quote that I uh, quoted from, um, we're going to put everyone over 10 out of business. Do you know where that's from? What? So there's this old, old movie uh, from 1968, so not that old, uh, called Wild in the Streets. And you know what it's about? What? It's uh, one of those, uh, like, you know, exploitation films back in mm. the day. And this would, this would be called in the, you know, like, you know, when there's, like, lots of laws being made, civil mm. rights all these sorts of things. You know, of course, there's reactionary yeah. movies being made at the time. And um, one of them was, like, about, like, you would call exploitation because it's uh-huh. like, what, we're lowering the age of, like, voting to 18 or whatever? It's like, yeah, oh, the what's The teens next? are taking
0: over. Yes, yeah. and
1: so at the end of that movie, like, there's a scene where it's, like, you know, someone, uh, uh, like, the guy who's, like, the, you know, empty-headed, but, like, peacenik of the, you know, caricature of the late 60s, you know, he's, mm-hmm. like, he becomes president because, you know, he just... Because
2: lowering the voting age by three years is the same as letting a teenager become president.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's, they still have to be over thirty-five. Like, yeah. but of course, this is the the stuff they're poking it's and a, prodding at. It's a slippery
2: at. slope. Yeah,
1: it does. Yeah, yeah. But this is so ridiculous. We're gonna let babies it, right? vote. Yeah, yeah. And so the way that the movie it, it literally ends with that sort of rhetoric and logic, where it goes like, you know, um, um, that that president guy pisses off some like kids nearby or something like that, and then like he's like, hey, well, what are you gonna do about it? You're a little kid. You can't beat me up, <laughs> and he walks off. And then the kid turns to the camera as if this is like the the horror like ending moment yeah. of like go go out and vote for your congressman now. And he goes like we're gonna put everyone over ten out of. Business. Oh, and it's like, it's so yeah. bad it makes you laugh because it's just like, I no, had, they're not. See, I, <laughs> I
0: thought
2: at first, did they quote that in North? Because that's a line I can imagine Winchell saying. I, I
1: don't remember, but oh my God, first of all, I will say of, of this whole fucking movie, Winchell, the, the villain, right? The veritable the, villain of the little villain, blonde kid. He black. is the, the star, like, nugget in this
2: oh, movie. Oh, I thought, I th- okay, so I. I disagree on that. I thought he was
1: now I don't he wanna, was great at being a little shit. Well,
2: I don't wanna to I don't want to shit on a child actor.
1: <laughs> Look at you. But so he's an adult now, he can dig it. Yeah. Well <laughs> the thing is like
2: I feel like I can't even judge this kid's acting because the lines Oh you know it's the given, direction. You know the li- it's the direction. Right. The lines and the direction were so bad. Also by the way, Jesse Smollett. Yeah, they randomly <laughs> appearing. Baby Jesse Smollett. Is- I'm sorry, he does not appear until like near the end, right? Does yeah, he no, he's like. I think he, you see him, he's like one of the kids being like, well, North, you know, like has his parents being oh, like, North when they cut to maybe like vegetables. the black
1: family, like, because
2: yeah.
0: my
1: brain was going like, like, I, look, I'm like a black person, so I'm always keyed into like, oh, hey, there was the black kid in the, you know, well, there movie, was the, you know what there I'm was saying?
2: a different black kid who was like, his dad was like, North always flosses his teeth, but no, Jesse Smollett I think shows up like at the school or something, yeah, like I once. just
1: don't, because he shows up and I'm like. Hey, who is that? Because I was looking up the plot and I was like, "Oh, Jesse's my On Wikipedia, right. and I was like, "Well, where does he show?" But I was like, "Wait, what? He has a character? He has a, I he hate, has a name okay, of a character?"
2: Like, I hate his his character's name is Adam. Yeah, but who that kid is, and I hate this movie for making me say this phrase: "That kid is child deep throat." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh no! Don't clip us out of context,
1: folks. Please <laughs> wait, wait. As soon as you're here, if anyone doesn't, if anyone doesn't uh, say, uh, uh, uh rap critic, be chillin'. That means that they do not have not clipped this thing in the right proper context. Okay, I, are,
2: I am making, I am making a <laughs> this, this internet
1: a be crazy out water, here. Yeah, it's a wild, wild internet out here. I, I feel like podcast
2: listeners are a little less, you know. You know, it's
1: fascinating how I will see it sometimes where I'll be like. I'll listen to a podcast where someone's getting really, like, in it and incendiary. It's one of those things where, like, I know we would never tolerate this outside of this specific context of these people having the conversation yeah. of, like, going all in. Because, you know, it's like, well, you're insulting, like, we're actors or whatever. But it's like, but well, come on, we're in the podcast yeah. and we're talking about a movie, you know. It's something about,
2: like, I feel like with podcasts, because actually, um, what's their face? Um, Shannon... Strucci talked about this how they were Um, like
1: parasocial relationship. Well,
2: no, well they were specifically talking. It was I think it might have been in their parasocial relationship video. That is who that is, Mm -hmm. and they said something about like they're you know also in a bunch of podcasts and that the craziness that you see with like YouTube drama doesn't happen with podcasts. So you know Knockwood. Yeah, hell yeah,
1: Knockwood. Anyway,
2: so but what I was saying was like the to me. The only good parts of this movie are Elijah Wood's acting. Elijah Wood was a fantastic yeah, actor, yeah, even yeah. as a child.
1: He, he was doing his best. Good his, Lord. his acting
2: is really God good. He's very, even given terrible lines, he's very like genuine and, and feels very real. And also, and Bruce Willis. And I was like, yeah, I, I like, wish so much charm to Bruce Willis, right? And so it's like if I could have just taken all the scenes with Bruce Willis and Elijah Wood and just. Excised them and put them in a better movie. Yeah, like you know? I saw. What,
1: what do we see him in uh, for a second in um, uh, the four rooms where he's Bruce at Willis, the end? Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I, you had the moment where you're like I forget. He's like a charming, fun person. He's Bruce not Will- all like no. Bruce Willis is is
2: fantastic. God. Bless has, him right now. Yeah, he has the, so
1: much, like, very... Oh, yeah, he's going through some hardships. Yeah. But, like, and it's so... But it's so sad to just think of this person who has so much dy- dynamicism to him. Mm-hmm. First of all, being in this shit, he has a movie. But also, like, now he's kind of being, like, relegated to just, like, having his face put on these Russian-made movies or something yeah. like that now. Well, like, he's,
2: he's got, um, I think, aphasia or something. Like, yeah, he can't, yeah, He can't talk, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, so that really sucks for him. But, but, yeah, like, he's... Bruce Willis is great. Elijah Wood is like his acting is really good in it. And and the scenes. He's like
1: pushing through the tide of the badness of this
0: movie. Yeah, (laughs) and the scenes between them
2: are so good. And here's the thing to me, like Elijah Wood being that gifted of a child actor. highlights how bad the the other like the Winchell is. And again <laughs> like him, and i I'm not, I think he's just doing yeah I I'm, just not, really I'm not I'm think- not like totally blaming this kid with his acting ability. He's not as good an actor but also like here's the thing. North is essentially like, it's like he's got the trappings of being an extraordinary kid and he does yeah. speak sort of verbosely, but ultimately he seems like a real eleven-year-old child. Okay. Yeah, and whereas you, Winchell is is a cartoon. And, Winchell is a child in a school play.
1: Yeah, and you know, but you know what I like about it? It's fascinating. You know how it's like, you know, like you'll watch like candy movies and like the point is that like no, the point isn't that they're acting. The point is that they realize what they're doing and they're mm-hmm. playing it up, or melodramatic, you know, sort yeah. of stuff. Like, when I watched it, it, was like, this is, like, Little Rascals level of just, like, it, oh, my God, this kid is just being evil, but, like, the, it's kind of hammy, but that's part of the thing, because, like, you need a villain to be this hammy. It is, you know, like, I guess, <laughs> it's just... It's just it fits in the weirdest bizarre way to me, and as a someone who hates everything else about this, movie, we were like at these. It's funny. It's have. like I like
2: the one part of this movie that feels like genuine, and you like the movie that's just, that's just like the over Branson the top, time, yeah. Just like,
1: yeah, melodramatic, um, yeah.
2: But and and shall we shall we spoil this movie from nearly <sighs> from nearly thirty years ago? Spoiler 20, alert! Twenty eight years ago, you like spoil it. Oh my lord! The if very, you haven't
1: seen this movie, yeah, we gotta just say. The
2: very end of the movie is revealed that almost the entire movie has been a dream. It was all
1: a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Can you believe it, folks? So everything that
2: we're about to describe to you is the dream of an 11-year-old boy. Now, 11-year-old racist boy. I know. It's so freaking racist. But also, it's like, so on the one hand, it being a dream sequence kind of makes some things make more sense, where it's like... like, Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's why everything is so ridiculous. But it
1: it makes it make sense in the stupidest way that you would only forgive if it was a television show, which is where there was so much of this, like, this feels like a This feels like a Simpsons episode written by children that got turned into a movie. That's what this feels like.
2: and, And also, here's the thing, it's like, okay, there are things like... Why does, why does this court not make any sense? This is not how court works. That's not how judges work. Why is the judge explaining everything? But like you start so to feel and like,
1: this feels like, like, like it's because the, the writers... Because uh, the movie is so badly written that you're just like, this is because the writers don't know what they're doing. Yeah, but then it's like, it's, oh, you're trying to say it's because the kid is sitting that that way. And it starts to feel like, mm, that to be like an excuse. But also,
2: <laughs> but here's, here's where the dream thing absolutely 100% does not make sense because... Okay, like, you know, we're both, like, dream people, right? Like yeah, We're yeah, both, we, we both, like, lucid yeah. dreamers and stuff. Like, I have dreams where I'm witnessing things where I'm not present. Like, I'm kind of watching it third person. Mm. That happens. So I'm not going to necessarily hold it against the, that it's a dream, but sometimes he's dreaming about Winchell doing stuff without him. <laughs> but, but, there is a major plot point that hinges on Winchell tricking North. We see Winchell filming North's parents, asking asking them leading questions, editing the video to make it seem like they're saying they don't want North back. And then North seeing the movie and seeing the edited video and being tricked by it and believing that his parents don't want him back. So it's like, are we to believe that North dreamt about Winchell? doing all of this preparation work mm. to trick him and then dreamt himself being tricked by the thing that he saw Winchell doing.
1: Well, I, I, I mean, I guess uh, Bruce Willis had to embellish uh, some of the facts for the, uh, it's, you know. It's just, you know it's just, he, he's the Rick to his Morty and he's showing him the Morty's mind blowers right now. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah,
2: it's, it's just like, I would, I would, I mean, obviously, and this is where it's like, okay, we're talking about something from almost 30 years ago. But I... there's no excuse because, for some of this shit. <laughs> with, with specifically with the "it was all a dream," like at this point, it's definitely a never ever ever do it. It was all a dream.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, like the only way you do that is like in the Inception way, where it's like you do a little thing that hints at something, and then it's like, oh, now we can have a discussion about this. Yeah. But when it's just like a all of the stakes of this movie, right? It makes just it, didn't
2: happen. Well, <laughs> and, but and also specifically, just I'm sorry you you have this kid dreaming that this other kid did this thing that then tricked him and that he didn't know about like that just <laughs> no like that just felt like you weren't because that also it seems lazy and it seems like oh we're going to go it was all a dream without putting in any work to say does this make sense as something that this child would be dreaming Mm. right like to me it's like if you're gonna do that and you shouldn't ever but if you're gonna do it was all a dream then you need to like look at the story and go does this all make sense as potentially being yeah, somebody's dream
1: is Winchill even a character that you know Winchell, outside of dreaming
2: Windchill is a real kid because he says um, at the very beginning when he's talking to his parents and that is real
1: but we never see I, him because the movie starts very plainly like it starts off with this like slow montage of lots of again uh, he's coding you... This, I think this is just the most blatant version of him doing it, where he's just coding you in these nice images of just, like, toy... It feels like... It, it looks like a fucking iSpy uh-huh. magazine. That's what it looks like. And as yeah. I look at it, it's oh. like, don't you love those iSpy magazines where you, like, have to look through these really nice, comfy uh-huh. pictures to see, like, spot certain things? It's like, mm-hmm. yes, I look at it... I like looking at those too, Rob Reiner. You still have to make a fucking movie. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah it's this, like, very saccharine... Uh, very saccharine lingering shot over a kid who has way too many fucking toys. In fact
1: it became so ridiculous where my brain was like, is this a parody of kids' movies? But then I was thinking, like, but these tropes really wouldn't come up in these type of kids' movies until, like, later on in this decade. Like, Like,
2: this is a weird thing, too, that, like, so there's, like, some a couple of kind of gross sex jokes. and Yeah, there's, like it
1: feels like a kid's movie, but they hadn't figured out the kinks of how to really make a kid's movie yet. Right. But they should have figured this
2: out by now because
1: it's the 90s, it's not the 80s anymore, you know? Yeah, like, like
2: there were sex jokes that weren't just like, oh, this, the parents will get this, it'll go over the kid. But like blatant sex jokes, there was like, like... a movie where I had to have
1: a double take of like, wait, what? what's this right. movie rated? <laughs> right,
2: and it's just, I don't know, I guess it was different at the time, but it, it's no, gross. Is this just it's, isn't clever. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, it's like... So, at the very beginning, when he's sitting there. Like, the like dinner, a clever joke
1: is, like, Animaniacs. Uh, when they do, like, you know, like, uh, we gotta find fingerprints. And they run and out and get fingerprints. fingerprints. And it's like, right. no, I said fingerprints. You know? Because a and, and kid... Like, Good night, folks. Yeah, a kid's not gonna figure that right, out. Right, a kid's like,
2: not gonna get that. But you have Bruce Willis's character being, like... Oh, I was fucking a hooker, and I said to the hooker, "Like, yeah, does your like, does your pussy smoke after you have sex? Like, you know, it's just yeah, like, like without get, without the curse words, but basically
1: saying that joke of like we just like slept with each other, and it has like, do you smoke after sex? And, and it's just like, no, no, I don't. But the thing is, they're at a National Association of Smoke Alarm People something function or something like that.
2: I feel like that was supposed to be a joke that he's smoking a cigar, and they're it, like,
1: I, and he, he says." but after the joke that you would expect to be like the punchline to be they're just kind of like flat and, and then he- it goes like but at least the smoke alarm didn't go off and, and then, then everyone they- laughs. and like it's such like a we almost connected a joke. Like, it was like, wait, yeah, national association, that's of those, smoke alarm, people. What am ba- I supposed to be I'm, laughing
2: about here? I'm having a net flashbacks now. But again, ah! it's just like, I feel like screenwriters, if you're going to show stand-up comedy in your movie. Oh, Lord. Have an actual stand-up comic yes. help you.
1: Oh, it, like, I honestly, Unless
2: they're supposed to be just really bad. Like, or, no, no, no,
1: honestly, honestly, I feel like you can do anti-comedy too. I didn't like... Like, I enjoyed the Joker good enough, but I actually didn't like the jokes in the Joker. Because they weren't anti-funny enough for it to be, like, someone not getting humor. They just felt like someone who's just Just kind of bad at it. Yeah, like, they're not realizing how to unfunction a joke. Because you have to know the construction of it to know how to, like, do it. And, like, the jokes are just, like, sentences or something like that. And I was just like... No, but someone who doesn't understand humor would still try. They would still attempt something. Yeah. Like, there would be some sort of logic, and you're just doing no logic, and the joke is just supposed to be. Right. Like, it's the same way, like, when people do movies, uh, and there's supposed to be a movie inside of the movie, and the movie that they're making doesn't really make sense, because it's just supposed to be about, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not, that type of thing, where it's just like, uh, and It's the, like,
2: you didn't put the effort in.
1: Yeah, and so, like, I'm pulled out of it as a comedy nerd that I mentioned earlier, where I was just like- no, that really just was too flat to even work as anything.
2: Well, like, it's like if you like, if you want me to believe that the audience wouldn't have, re- because it's like his initial punchline, like somebody would have tittered or something. You wouldn't have like dead silence at that, yeah, yeah. Because if nothing else, it had the intonation of "there's the punchline," and even if you didn't think it was super funny, you'd at least go like, "heh," you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. But they just showed like the audience just like, and then, dead. And then
2: for them to laugh uproariously, I guess. At yeah, the it's next to be- thing,
1: and I was just like. I just felt like I was like a minute, and, a, a and, beat behind on what the and, joke
2: was supposed to funny, be. And it's funny, I didn't notice. You noticed. I didn't notice that they were at a smoke alarm convention. So maybe that was supposed to be the it's joke. Another one
1: of those insane, That's just random jobs, like, like, like roller coaster painters. Well, here's, like here's, here's the <laughs> like thing too, what?
2: So when we see, but again,
1: we're in a dream. When, when like,
2: we see North's father at work, yeah, but he that actually is his job when he's awake. And
1: right? He's this weird it's job. Like, with like a pants. Inspector, uh, yeah, or it, but it's like people doing the most weird mundane thing. Someone's like golfing where they're moving their hips. Well, so a uh, uh, rabbi's just slightly bending. Well,
2: that, yeah, there was like, no, well, that the that was uh, he's he's shuckling. He's he's davening it, and shuckling away davens. But like, how much but,
1: pants? Uh, yeah, would, you know would what? That
2: need, it, Like, it literally. You just made it make more sense than I Right, yeah, because I was like, because, because they you didn't were put like, enough oh, intention on it. Like, I, did, cause I almost lost it because I was like, no. They're like, trying, they're using the pants to make sure the pants are okay. Because I was sitting there looking at it and like going, okay, so he's a model. Because
1: Jason, by but
2: the way, fucking Jason Alexander. I Jason love Alexander, Alexander. Alexander and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh my god, I couldn't believe
1: the talent they're the pa- I know. Oh, uh, So, but, yeah, but Jason, yeah, Alexander, like, I love his voice. Have you ever watched Duckman? I absolutely love like Jason Alexander's voice and he gets a Duckman, mm-hmm. man and it's a short lived yeah, show, yeah. but it's some of the Simpsons writers mm-hmm. and the people who did all real monsters animation. Oh, yeah, so it's yeah, like it's yeah. this very cool. fascinating, like cool ass show. Oh
2: wait, yeah, is the one with the, like the really long neck. Yeah, and yeah, has, yeah, like, yeah, he has like the
1: beak is. that's like really yeah, weird yeah, along yeah. with the glasses. Yeah,
2: ba, 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 ba. yeah that like just yeah.
1: came out, right? Oh no no no, it was from nineteen ninety four. Oh
2: weird. Yeah, okay. and
1: it lasted it was like around the Simpsons, but then it like, you know, petered okay. out. Um but yeah, I'm watching this movie, hearing this man's great voice saying these awful lines about yeah. like I'm the pants uh, part, inspector number six. I'm the most inspectorist inspector. I'm just like, this is right. such you clearly are trying to improv this dialogue and it's not working or something well, and, like that. Like
2: So like we see, and this is in the dream sequence as we find out later, we see him at work, and I was thinking, like, okay, so he's a model. He's modeling the pants, but he's also... he looks like he's,
1: like, dipping someone yeah. uh, uh, at a wedding. Yeah, and like, oh, he's like, oh, do the pants work with but, the dipping? But, I he's,
2: but he's in a cubicle, and he's got a desk there, but also other people are... Yeah, there's, like, the tiny golf course, and then there's, like, the guy diving, which...
1: Which he has to test every pant? So, like, is he testing every one before they go out? I
2: don't know. It doesn't make any sense. And it's like, okay, so if you go, this is the dream sequence of a child who doesn't actually understand what his dad does for a living, that makes that make more sense. But we hear him describe that job in... In real life, yeah. In equally childish ways. And it's like the parents... It's just so over the top because he's sitting at the table with his parents and they're kind of talking past each other and bitching about work and ignoring him. Yeah. Oh, but it's so it's so over the top. Like there, it's so over the top that he's it's not. having a Panic attack, and I'm like, am I supposed to think this is funny? Like what? Right. It's like this child, like, is yeah. This child is having a panic attack and like screaming for his parents to pay attention, and they're completely ignoring him. And it's like. I I don't know. And the the characterization, too, it's like, look, obviously there are people in the world who materially take good care of their kids while emotionally neglecting them. That is obviously a thing. Sure, maybe. The poor little rich girl, like, thing is a trope for a reason. But are you—but it's just like, I'm sorry— Generally speaking, if people are so self-absorbed that they're not going to notice their child actually like screaming and rubbing his chest and like being in obvious distress while yelling mom, dad, mom, dad. If they're not going to notice that. They're also not going to, like, have their kid have, like, a beautiful room full of toys and have him sent to a nice school with clean uniforms. You, you know and, what this is? This is know? in
1: the genre in the 90s of magical realism, but only for, like, rich white kids in California. It really it's like, is. liar, liar. It's, uh, you know, Mrs. Deffer or whatever the heck. Mm-hmm. Like, or, you know, uh, the, I'm thinking of just, like, the divorced comedy yeah, thing. like, the, but, like, the, it's the, always, like, a magical thing is just allowed to happen because, you know, this rich white kid doesn't have enough good things it, in his life. So it, here's another lesson to show you just how nice you right, have it. Right, <laughs> and it really
2: is, it's like the the amount of privilege on display is kind of staggering. And this was something I was just thinking about. Like, you remember, you know, in the 90s, like, you watch, like, sitcoms and stuff. And everybody, like, even families that were supposed to be, like, working class yeah. had these giant houses. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like... The amount of wealth on display that was treated as normal yeah, in, yeah. in entertainment in the 90s is really bizarre.
1: Like, yeah, I think maybe this would have hit a little better if it was, like, you know, the movie Kazam, where uh-huh. it's like, oh, here's this kid who's, like, you know, the, the the father's out of the picture, and maybe things are going a little wrong, and maybe he's trying to look for, like, escape from, yeah. you know, no, no. But this movie, this is the plot of this movie. And this, like, feels so much like adults writing kids sort of thing, where yeah. it's like, there's no, like, pers- in fact, there was one, uh, one point. Oh, by the way, folks, uh, uh, I do, uh, uh Patreon, um, um, watch throughs where, uh, on the Discord, we watch the movies. And last night, cause I had heard reviews of this movie, but I'd never, like, seen, seen mm-hmm. this movie. So I was like, okay, guys, settle in. We gotta, we gotta have this out in real life. What is this movie right now? Um, and uh, what was the... Uh, oh, yeah, and join us for those nights because, you know, they're really fun. Uh, but, um, yeah, patreon.com slash yeah. Uh <laughs> But this movie feels like it's written by, like, adults, like, trying to think about, like, what an issue a kid would have and, like, just missing completely. Because the plot of this thing is that, like, oh, I'm a perfect kid being raised in a great, like, society where clearly he's being taken care of. But I'm actually the envy of all the parents in the neighborhood, and all the g- kids complain about me, which mm-hmm. would actually would like lead people to call him a dork. Like, yeah, I know, would have a lot like, less friends,
2: right? Just <laughs> be more
1: of like a Malcolm in the Middle, of Ricky Buitendijk situation, you know? Yeah. But even then, there's the dynamic, the reason why that show I think is partially so beloved is because like they are working class family, yeah. where it's like, hey, my kid has a chance to get out. He's really talented, and I can see that. Let's try to take advantage of it. Yeah. That, that's the charm to it, right? Like working class people, someone has an opportunity that will possibly yeah. do get a natural. dynamicism in in there. It is
2: a very adult idea of like what's important to kids because it's like, I'm sorry, what like, yeah, obviously, I, like, I'm a frickin' nerd, and I cared about my grades when I was a kid, and, like, lots of kids care about their grades, Sure, but I feel like an 11-year-old going, I am an excellent child, I make good grades, and floss my teeth, and don't argue with my parents, like...
1: Why don't my parents like me enough, and, like...
2: It's like it just feels like... Well, rings and, hollow,
1: like, and someone, someone had brought up, uh, they're like, well, you know, like, uh, um... Someone who is like Chinese on the part They're brain, like uh, I'd like to introduce you to the you know this stereotype, right? Like that, right. like, but it's like, but the thing about that is, it's that stereotype is about matching up to the expectations mm-hmm. and not being good enough. Well, it's not you are achieving them and I'm not noticing you, right? Like, what that's
2: that dynamic that, doesn't exist. Like, his parents don't, his parents, I'm, I'm it's like. I can't I can't imagine an actual 11-year-old child whose parents like don't seem concerned with like whether he's doing well in school or not yeah, if and if they like, are like so you should in him appreciate I make these good grades it's like it's it's just the, the emotion it's very emotionally untruthful
1: yeah like if these people are so invested in him doing this well like this comes from good parenting like right. you
2: have to be good well, he's invested in so many
1: things like, like freaking uh, baseball guy, right like, like t- yeah uh, you don't just like a rich man. like he's doing right, trivia, like, You
2: you don't do all those after school activities without some help from your parents when you're 11 yeah and, and the other thing so too... So that's what I was getting as I'm watching
1: it and I'm like, well then what's the problem? Right. Like, and if
2: we and if we just consider the beginning and the end of the movie because those are the portions that are real, that yeah, are and, only,
1: and that's the thing, they don't even try to like build up, there's only one scene that really gives you that and the, so the only thing, it re, it, it's like a kid's book where it's like, the only thing you get is one scene where it's like, they're kind of not noticing him and he's like, oh, I have an anxiety attack because my parents didn't notice me today. Like, that's yeah. how I'm watching this movie and I'm just like, well, what's wrong with you kid? And,
2: and like, I think like, like and again, it's like, so if we look at the only two parts of the movie, the very beginning and the very end that are set in the real world, it's kind of, I think what this is trying to do is it's trying to do the Wizard of Oz where he thinks he's not appreciated and he's going to uh, run away uh, yeah. and then he has this dream and he learns that his parents love him after all and then he goes home and his parents love him after all. And and the thing is Ooh. like, the way that his parents act at the end is the way any normal person Parent would act where they, they care for him when he's having the right panic attack. Well, they don't. It's not
1: like they're like, send the butler in to do it for me. You
2: know, it's not like right. there's like a. I mean, and and I think, I guess that the viewpoint of the movie is they actually do love him and they're They did actually, love him all along. And of they course. loved him all along. And, and he were, just
1: was and didn't realize it because he's just and, and
2: he just needed to learn that. But the, just emotionally, the characterization and the emotional, like, you know, the emotional beats and the and the characterization are just so off because it's like, okay, so we're supposed to think these are good parents, the material evidence points to them being decent parents, and yet they're sitting there at the table and it's like, is this supposed to be sort of subjectively from North's perspective? That, yeah. And maybe like, that explains why his dad's just, I'm the pants inspector because he see, doesn't understand. See,
1: this is how it would have worked better. If, if the scene was like, I'm doing all this and I'm getting good grades, and I'm doing all this. And then the whole scene is about the dad reprimanding him, and it's like, well, how can we not take on this? How can we? It feels like you're not really. If you really want to prepare for this, then it would be like anxiety, pressure. I can't keep up with what my dad wants me to do. There you go. Now you've got tension. You know,
2: like I mean, North's whole thing seems to be that his parents are just not paying enough attention to him. Yeah, and it's like, okay, fine. But here's, here's the thing that like bothers she, me.
1: It feels like he'd be too busy to do that. He's well, a yeah.
2: baseball with it's like what <laughs> I know. Well, like, I, when I was 11, I didn't particularly want to be this yeah, old Ferguson. Who cares what's to be,
1: what your parents think of? You want to hang out with your friends. You care what your friends yeah. and possibly your enemies think of you yeah. in school. But, but also, that's what I was thinking about.
2: But also, it's like, okay, so th- we're supposed to think these are good parents after all, and he just needed to learn that. His only complaint is they don't pay attention to which I don't see as an 11-year-old's realistic complaint in that situation. But except that... They are cartoonishly refusing to even, like, hear or respond to him in any way. So it's like, yes, that would be extremely frustrating to be sitting at the table and saying, Mom, Dad, Mom, Dad, and they're literally refusing to respond to you. That would drive anybody nuts. Yeah. But it's just not believable. Like, the way they're acting isn't the way that real shitty parents would act. But also, they're not supposed to be shitty. But if they're not supposed to be shitty, why are they acting like that? Yeah. And it just... None it's so it's incongruent very, with, yeah. yeah it's it's completely incongruent it's just bad filmmaking yeah.
1: because it's just messing with the, it's right. like, you it's like this isn't car- someone who knows what they're doing that make these characters mm-hmm. like hit you and strike you in the way that makes you identify oh here's the problem yeah I was thinking of another movie Coraline you mm-hmm. ever seen Coraline uh-huh. that, that was another movie where it's like it's not necessarily that the parents are bad they're just like they just moved into a new place and maybe they're kind of busy mm-hmm. and it's this big empty house and she like the only people yeah. that she has is her parents and so like she gets bored and she wanders off and right. gets and that, that makes it like, specific dynamic to and, that, right? And I
2: was just thinking that if the dynamic had been a little bit more like in Coraline, where the parents are, it's not that they're literally sitting there talking, refusing to he- hear, like not even not listening, but like not hearing what anybody's right. saying. And they're just, working like, class class. He's like working on
1: stuff, isn't he? Like
2: or something. But but if they had just been like the thing is that the way these two characters are behaving in this scene is so cartoonishly awful. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but they don't seem to be bad parents from everything else. And this and the lesson of the movie seems to be that they weren't bad parents. Yeah. So that being the case, why have them behaving in such a cartoonishly awful way? Why not just have them being, you know, stressed out yeah. and busy and distracted? And he's like, hey, dad, like if it had been like, you know his parents are kind of rushing around the house trying to do stuff, and he's like, "Hey Mom, hey, Dad, and they're like, "No no sorry buddy, I'm busy, you know yeah, whatever some
1: sort of dynamic that would have yeah. been
2: a believable that would have been believable in I understand why the kid feels neglected, and also I can see that the parents are not yeah, know, parents
1: on like, the run, maybe they give him just a cup of ramen for dinner or something right. like
0: that it's sort of like but dinner, having like, them,
2: but having them sit there <laughs> and a nice dinner ha- having <laughs> Jason Alexander sit there going, I'm the pants man, I'm the pants man yeah. well while, he- while his wife and kid are screaming at him. It's just not how humans act. And that's not the part of the movie that's supposed to be a dream yeah. sequence by an eleven year old kid. That's oh, supposed to be the real world. And so oh, it's man. like and so that's almost what I was wondering was like maybe that's supposed to be sort of North's subjective perception of what's happening. Yeah. But it's like, no, if you're gonna do the whole dream sequence, then you need to have a clear I don't know, it's just yeah. so bad. And so
1: um I like I think about like uh, the And we
2: haven't even gotten to the real Right, right.
1: And I'm thinking <laughs> So stay strapped in, folks. So, like the the joke, like this is what I was thinking. Like, is the joke supposed to be? That's what I said. That this is supposed to be a parody of kids' movies because I got that specifically in the scene where Bruce Willis is doing the... Just, like, just the most obviously last-minute added, uh like, voiceover dubs where, it's like, you know, he walks to the place where he uh, goes to whenever he feels sad. The place that all kids, you know, feel that, that they want to go to. That was pretty funny that he's,
2: like, walking into the woods and he's climbing over this, like, bucolic extreme, and then it turns out he's going to the furniture store in the mall. Yeah,
1: and so, like, he's passing by these things that you would assume would be things that, like, oh, this looks like a uh, a treehouse. Is he gonna go to that? No, he's walking through that one. Like, this is what I was setting up. Was like, is this supposed to be... Satirizing
2: that these was, types of sentiments. That was actually, mildly funny, but the bar is so low in this movie. Yeah, that exactly.
1: Because nothing else really matches that. And if it does, it's like, like it matches it only in the most sadistic, twisted way. As in, like the closest thing you can say to this is that it's like a parody of these, um, a dark, twisted, un. Uh, what would unaware because white privilege makes you unaware, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it possibly is maybe the perfect like you know uh, iteration of this type of movie mm-hmm. about this kid who gets to have the 90s magical realism thing happen to He Gets to have the 90s magical genie come up and mm-hmm. say that kid doesn't appreciate just how good he has yeah. it. No, never mind those poor kids over there. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he'll get like a sh- uh, a kiss I have every now well, and then. And, 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 and like,
2: can I just <laughs> say also like you know not only. Is it like North is clearly privileged and ungrateful? But also just the premise of the movie. This made me a little sick, to be honest, really thinking about the premise because... All right, think about... Real kids in foster care, real kids getting shuffled around from house to house, often situations that are abusive or neglectful or at the very least traumatic, you know, like I've got a friend who like has been fostering and even just like from my very limited tangential vantage point, it is a... It is a really traumatic thing for these kids. Even when they're going to a good household, it's traumatic. And so to make light of, what a wacky concept. What if a kid was getting moved around from house to house and trying out different sets of parents and it never quite works out? To...
1: And he's just able to go on flights all around the, guy, right. the, the world. And, and, the,
2: and treating that like a... Who's paying for this? <laughs> well, the parents are like buying... and are comatose. Well, and, and they wouldn't have well, permission. No, no, no. Like the, the would-be parents who want to like... Begin, oh, oh, that's right. The, yeah, the they, prednis- they really want
1: this kid...
2: Well, the premise is that it's supposed to be like a baseball player going and, and yeah, sort of... but yeah. he's
1: divorcing his parents, so wouldn't he actually be the ire of all of these parents? Like, ooh, this kid who's like trying to they're, divorce his and, parents. Well, and like,
2: they're all... It's 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 a really gross premise because all these parents are basically like, wow, what a great kid. We want that kid the way that a baseball team would go, wow, what a great baseball player. We want that baseball right. player. Right, so
1: like, who cares about the parents? The point is that this kid is so great, he's going to be an honor to our family right. by adding him does. Yeah, right? yeah. And,
2: and it's just it's really, it's weird it's a very narcissistic kind of yeah. kid fantasy. Like that I said, it's like, it so feels great. like
1: a, a dark like unintentional yeah. parody of the magical but, realism. But, it's the magical realism flipped on its face in Yeah, this, this darker way. But for way. just
2: a second, like to treat to treat this, like, weird, hyper-privileged version of the foster experience as, like, a magical lark, it's almost <laughs> right. like, oh it's, I mean, it's, it's almost, it's, sort of it's almost us. like you think about how, like, there's, oh, God, I can't even, I'm trying to think of, like, an adequate metaphor, but, like, okay, so, like, you know, kids have, okay, like, the kids actually have Okay, I'm using this like an extreme metaphor, but I feel like this has probably actually been a wacky 90s kid movies. But like, you know, there's children who are forced to do child labor all over the world and it's like... Make, little Orphan
1: Annie. it's a hard life, you know. Well, but,
2: but like literally but like, make them do you know, little, like, kids, yeah. like kids being forced to work in factories. Oh, sure, and, yeah. And course. then to do like, what if kids were working in a factory? Wouldn't that be wacky? At, and and it's and like painting it as like this wacky magical adventure for kids when it's like there are actually kids working in factories in the world and it's hellacious. Yeah. That's kind of what in, it in America it wasn't that that long ago. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of what this feels like. It's it's like wouldn't it be wacky if a kid had to go and move around to a bunch of different households and try out a bunch of different parents? It's like it's like. That's called the foster system and it's traumatic. That's that's not a wacky lark. And and there's something really, there's something really, really gross about the movie's treatment of the premise as though this is something that doesn't happen in the real world. It's just this wacky idea. Wouldn't that be crazy? Like I
1: said, it's treated like an episode of The Simpsons. Like, Bart divorces his parents. What will happen in this episode? You know? like Yeah. Yeah um but like it, there was a part where like almost like hit something where it's like the point the reason why it goes to the mall is that you know like so he just looks like any other kid waiting for his parents to finish their Easter shopping. Which is the like, I'm sorry, is Easter, Easter shopping? Yeah, like, yeah. I was like,
2: what is Easter shopping?
1: Yeah, they did that just so they could have Bruce the, Willis show up in a bunny? bunny outfit. Which, you know. The Donnie I mean, Darko level shit just needs to be in this get, movie.
2: I'm not complaining about the Easter bunny. It's literally just why would you say Easter shopping? Like, that's not a thing, is yeah, it? they did that like, purely to
1: set that up. Yeah, I was just like, wait, when do, do we buy our new couches in April? I don't remember that being a specific thing. I don't, spring cleaning oh also
2: like, by the way the timing which again i guess it's like it's all a dream so it doesn't matter yeah, anyway but he it goes was to all the mall, dreams he goes to the all in easter decides to divorce his parents and then he's going to the first place in like july and it's like what were you doing
1: yeah 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 but uh, like so yeah the idea is that like you know there feels that sense of like it, it, there's so many missed beats where it feels like maybe he wants to feel like just another kid, right? He's just waiting, he looks like he's just waiting for, you know, his uh, his parents, so no one's bothering him, you know? Mm. So maybe he's people watching, like, there's something you could do with this. Yeah. But they're just like, oh, he just, it, it's just purely for the setup and payoff of, you thought we were gonna go to the um uh, the treehouse, but we went to the yeah. wall. It's and, the 90s,
2: and, you know? Yeah, like, and like, you know and again to me the best part of this movie is the dynamic between Elijah Wood and um and Bruce Willis and, Bruce Willis. and but i feel like you could have had that like Maybe this kid, like, maybe his parents move around a lot, or maybe he. That's like, what I was thinking, like, maybe that
1: with like the cat Casper the Friendly or, Ghost movie, yeah, you know? Or like, maybe or another maybe, magical realism '90s. Yeah, movie, you know? or like, maybe there's he's, some tension there.
2: Yeah, or like maybe he's somebody who, like, maybe he is an orphan and has to like move around to stay with different relatives or something. And then that something could,
1: happens that makes him special or something. Yeah, like, that. But, like yeah. you could
2: treat that like there's all kinds of situations where that could have been the case without this horrible horrible premise because it is like it's it's like and then there's sort of the the, I guess the plot which is like all this stuff is going on supposedly in North's dream sequence even though it doesn't have anything to do with him that Winchell yeah Yeah, right he's really not in the picture for a lot of the plot going in motion Winchell basically is starts out as the editor of the school newsletter and that he goes mad with power and that he basically scoops and does a story about North divorcing his parents, and it also gets North to hire this lawyer, Arthur Buck.
1: John Lovitz. Or, oh, my
2: John goodness. John Lovitz, again, a wasted talent. I Arthur love Belt.
1: John Lovitz so much, but, and he is casting Pearls before Swan in I this didn't, goddamn I didn't, movie.
2: I didn't notice this until I looked at the cast list later, that the lawyer's named Arthur Belt, and the judge's name is Buckle. Belt God and Buckle. Damn it. But, so, so, Winchell, like, has this, like, greasy lawyer that he gets, he gives to North, or recommends to North L- literally
1: is Literally was chasing an ambulance. Literally chasing
2: an ambulance, which is, like, they literally ha- must have had a closed road course to have this quick ambulance chase right. just for the joke of, I'm chasing an ambulance. Like, you could have just had a siren off screen. And, and, that
0: was the again,
1: dumbest... It, it just feels dumb for the sake of, like, dumb, because the point is that... You know, the kid says to him, don't try to find him, he'll find you. So there's that, like, weird setup of, like, oh, okay, I guess he's just gonna find him because he's just that sleazy of a lawyer, he can do anything. But he's chasing an ambulance. What, was, did he know that ambulance was gonna be going down the road that Elijah Wood was going down? Well, like, and then he says he quick just quick.
2: uses that as a trick to beat traffic. Yeah,
1: I, I do like it as a joke in the moment of him going, like, no, that's just how I beat traffic. But then it's still the question of, but how did you find him? Right. Because I mean, because then it sets up this really creepy looking scene that my adult eyes is looking at is like goddamn stranger danger because a man, a really sleazy man who is chasing an ambulance, stops in the car, bags up, and says, "Hey, young yeah. kid." I know. It's like get in then, my car. And this or,
2: 1994 was late enough yeah, that we were like, talking about stranger so, yeah, danger. Yeah, it's and like, like, my
1: brain like flashed back so to being like, like, and kid be hey, like,
2: kids, if a gr- if a grown man drives up next to you and tells you, "I'll help you get away from your parents," Man and he goes like, "Hey, <laughs> come with me, and you'll never have to see your parents again." <laughs> <laughs> My brain was like, the alarm bells and red exclamation points for like, yeah, oh, yeah. this but, is a failure of the
1: system right now so that this kid did not
2: know this." There's this whole weird, like, freaking. It felt like some kind of like Citizen Kane esque thing. <laughs>
1: Dude, I'm where, like, kids literally shouldn't see this scene. No, kids literally shouldn't see this movie. This should be marked from kids to see because of this. What, what, what do they always complain about uh, kids' cartoons in the nineties? Ooh, that, that's imitatable. or they can't do that. Dropping yeah. an apple. Like, someone just casually getting in. kid just casually getting in. Like I looked at that. I was like, this can't be seen by yeah. children. <laughs> this yeah. can't
2: normalize and this. It's <laughs> it's really yeah. Like that was the thing. Whereas I was sitting here going like, this is a kids' movie. I kind of want to know what an actual kid would think about it, but I'm not showing my kid this shit. (laughs) Um, Mortifying, and, (gasps) and so there's this whole weird plot that again supposedly takes place. In the dream sequence, where Winchell, the school newspaper editor, who Elijah Wood's character describes, like, in that first scene that's supposedly in real life, he just says, like, do you know what that stupid Winchell said to me today? But then apparently Winchell's his friend, and he goes and confides in him. It still feels
1: like an afterthought. It feels yeah. like, oh, shit, right, we forgot to write it. uh right. mention the line where he says uh, yeah. the the guy. But
2: Winchell, like basically goes mad with power, and he and, and Arthur Belt,
1: yeah, the lawyer... this
2: man is sitting with the suspenders, with the
1: cross, you know, yeah. the lenny face, you know, and with the meme looking like, hmm, golden very, calculating.
2: It is very, like, he basically has this plan to use North's whole deal as a way to spur on a revolution of children so that he can, I guess, be the king of the children. Do,
1: do, do you get why I used the wild in the streets earlier
2: reference? To yeah, that. but it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's, but it's a,
1: and this kid's trying to basically be the Iron Man arms dealer. Yeah, he's like, but it's, I'm gonna be in between. I'm gonna be, you know, helping out the divorced it, parents, and the, I'm gonna be very, helping and bittin' them against each other. Yeah,
2: it. but it's very tenuous. It's like the idea. His plan is he's spurring on a social movement because kids all basically being in charge means that he will be in charge because all the kids not only want to divorce their parents but will for some reason are listening to winchell specific like he basically becomes a little demagogue yeah um and he's and and he he's he's a little little trump and yeah, basically. like and and was like doing this populist riling people up so i guess i shouldn't be surprised that that's a thing that could happen uh, coming at Lord. this now from uh-huh. but um but yeah but oh, and it pisses me off
1: the only way you know it's a dream Is through the part where his face kind of... He doesn't even close his eyes or anything like that. It's just like, he just thinks of... Someone says something and he goes like, huh. And then you just see like a wave. And it's like... But that... Because like, it, it waves like, in and then immediately waves into the other kid talking right, to him. Right, It's like, that could have been... He walked over to that kid yeah. later on. Oh, yeah, that yeah,
2: could no. I, yeah. I didn't realize... Because I think I saw this movie when I was a kid but remembered very little about it. Yeah. And, so and the,
1: that's why I was like, I wanted to know what so, you so like, thought because I had it spoiled. So I was like, well, how is this yeah. going to hit so you? So the
2: dream sequence actually caught me off guard. I was like, wait, uh, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess, you know, because, yeah, like, when that minute, it just looks like he's thinking about it, and now he goes it's and acts on that. It's
1: either he's thinking about it, and this is, like, a dream sequence, like, of him thinking about it, and then we're about to come back to maybe him doing it, or he's walking over to that guy right now, and it's like, hmm, this is a cool idea. Yeah, I
2: didn't read that as a dream sequence at all. So, and, and you know, granted, maybe I just missed that, and I should, the wobbly. Well, he doesn't look tired. He doesn't look, like, there's no indication. Yeah, is that just, nighttime? He's like, just staring into space. We don't yeah. see him fall asleep or anything, and. Yeah, so th- so there's this whole thing with Winchell, basically, as the evil mastermind. So the, there's the two sort of threads of the plot are North going around trying to find the perfect set of parents. And meanwhile, Winchell leading a revolution of children so that he can become the king of the world.
1: Yeah, this is all happening while he does not know it. So, like, as far as, like, North knows as he's experiencing this... He's trying to find his parents, and in the yeah. end, a bunch of kids bum-rush him. <laughs>
2: right, right, so that's part of why it's like, this doesn't read, like, like how are you going to make that a, a dream sequence when North has, not only he's not present, but seemingly has no awareness yeah, yeah. of what's going on with Winchell.
1: Yeah, um...
2: And Yeah, and Bruce Willis is narrating the whole time. And I did find it kind of amusing that Bruce Willis keeps popping up as different characters. Yeah, yeah. And is denying that he's the same person. Like, that was kind of a neat thing. Like, again, Bruce Willis and Elijah Wood, the only good parts of this movie.
1: But then again, like, some of the dialogue hits me with the just, like, the stupid, like, you didn't really think that much about this. Like, there's a scene where, uh, you know, uh, uh, Elijah Wood's complaining about his parents and like he's like, well, I do all this good stuff. They don't like pay enough. To, they don't notice? And Bruce Willis is like, well, I'll bet you Mozart's parents didn't appreciate him and told him to keep down that racket. You know, not realizing how brilliant he was. Right, that's the idea. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, as a music nerd, just going like, it's ah, like,
0: you
2: know ah, that Mozart's father was like standing in plays again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he <laughs> was, like that's the opposite of the, like that's Mozart's the reason why he was as good as he yeah. was. He was basically the proto b- 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 Michael Jackson. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Mozart's parents were terrible. There would never be a moment where they
1: would say, keep that racket down. That wouldn't be what they would be doing. Yeah,
2: and I guess it's weird. It's like, I feel like, obviously, I feel like people in general... Okay, and I, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like people in general now are less ignorant about yeah. a lot of stuff. Well, I think... Because... Uh, remember I
1: was re- uh, I was talking to you about the Chuck Klosterman 90s book and how it's just yeah. like... There was an era where it was just like... We were just kind of more credulous back yeah. then.
2: Well, and just people didn't... Like, there was no
1: way to affirm knowledge, really. And people
2: just didn't know as much. But even, like, if you look at, like, depictions of anything to do with Shakespeare from movies prior to, like, 1960... <laughs> so are inaccurate! So bad, it yeah. drives me nuts. Like, and even, like, I mean... This it's so stupid that this irritates me. But in like the Wizard of Oz, when they go, "Wherefore art thou, Romeo?" Like, and it's like that's not that's not the line reading. That's not the line reading. That's not what that means. How do you know? I mean, and people thinking that Frankenstein is the name of the monster. Yada 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 yada. yada. All all these
1: sort of a Mandela effect uh, moments of the past, you know. Well,
2: just just general ignorance, and I feel like people. It's like now we're all like oh, yeah, we all know what Mozart's... Even, like, I'm not a particular music nerd. You have, like, the classical music background. For me, it's like, I'm pretty sure I read that on crack.com. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, right, right. but that's the thing is, like, we just gather information now in a way that people just didn't have access to back then. If you didn't yeah. happen to catch a documentary on TV, then, yeah. you know, if you didn't happen to find that book at the library, then you wouldn't know that.
1: And, and that is kind of like, that's awesome in a way. Like, wait, we really advanced really quickly in that because, like, it kind of exposed... Because it's not like... That was a recent phenomenon, right? That's probably how he had been for a really long time. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so, like, having that moment be like, Oh, oh, yeah. and we like basically named it, and you know, when you name something, it's kind like sort of like that's like oh, now we can think about yeah. this in terms. Now the problem
2: like, is people hmm. are stupid, yeah, and so and people having,
1: still can go down whatever right, they want to believe having, because it yeah, can always be sort of like seen through certain types of angles. Yeah. Right
2: now, I feel like the problem now is we just have too much information coming at us, and and of wildly varying qualities, and varying so it's hard to sort
1: of people with different varies of information right. that they
2: have but. but you know which you know I mean much ink has been spilled oceans of ink yeah. has been spilled but but I do think it's interesting to note that something like in the early 90s somebody like oh yeah I bet that Mozart guy I bet his parents didn't like him playing the piano that that's just mm-hmm. something that like nobody would probably blink at unless yeah, they yeah, were yeah. a classical musician like a music history person yeah
1: yeah and so like we get into this scene in the, in the court case I'm just like yeah, I was like, Simpsons episodes have more cohesive court the, scenes. It, than was this. Like, it was
2: embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Was the Alton Alda? Was yeah, the judge? Yeah, yeah, Like it was friggin' The judge is standing there, like, now this is a hearing, not a trial, and I will hear things. We're all going to be hearing things. The, yeah, the, blah, blah, blah. It's it's embarrassing. It's like a kid's puppet show. It's so bad.
1: Yeah, as I was watching, I was just like. Is this supposed to be a parody of these kids? But again, I was but like, it's, it's but I think also, they all
2: came out after this, so I don't well, think this And it's also sloppy, and it's like, okay, if we're going to say this is a child's dream sequence, and therefore this is like a child's idea of what a court case would be like,
1: it felt like if a kid wrote a book about mm-hmm. this sort of like. But, Experience, but and also like, uh, adults made into yeah, a movie. Yeah, but
2: also like imagine like when you were a little kid, like and you were thinking about like a court case, it would be like intimidating and scary, and right. not some judge who seems like half drunk, like kind of <laughs> right. wobbling around up on the stand, going, "Well, you guys, let me listen to." No, no, no. It's like it just felt very sloppy and, and weird. And, and, and this is what happens:
1: they completely throw away uh, uh, Dreyfus and uh, uh, uh Jason Alexander's characters.
2: They do. They have them like literally. Comatose in a way that is not like they they when they're told what happens they pass out and then they're not gonna
1: oh you go don't forget the joke they're not gonna take this lying down and then they see the news of it and then they just lie they fall down they lie down see
2: and they are wait let me explain you see the joke is Is yeah (laughs) and and they're just strapped to gurneys in their clothing that they're wearing and are just sort of frozen. Like, they, like they're not frozen. convincingly. Right. And then for months, and they get put in the Smithsonian. And it's like, uh, okay, so they're somehow staying a, staying alive uh, and not, like, you know. They like, mentioned
1: something about someone feeding them or something. Like. I
2: guess, but it's like, they're not in a hospital. It's like, the very, <laughs> Brian, I like at I, the very least, they should be in a like,
1: hospital. Well, and it's like, I'm
2: sorry. I, it's supposed to be, like, wacky and kids don't understand. But, like, a kid... I feel like, I'm sorry, an 11 year old knows yeah. that if somebody is in a coma, they're going to be in the hospital. Yeah, like, like, an 11 year old knows that. An 11 year old doesn't think, oh, somebody's going to pass out and just hold really still for nine months and not yeah. have an IV and you know, they'll it be is, fine. This feels
1: like a five year old's version. It like, they don't understand kid ages. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and
2: this a problem in movies in general is that people are writing kids with no understanding of actual developmental stages
1: yeah it's like the the Santa Claus or whatever remember that movie where it's like the kid who still believes in Santa is like 12 13 years old looking at him like ah, uh, I think that a little, yeah. Uh, 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 like, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. <laughs> we were an hour in, and we still haven't gotten to the races.
1: Yeah, we got to the create. <sighs> oh, because oh, it all—it's all hinges on this creative sentencing that Alnala Alda, yeah. Alda gives out. He says, you know, if, if uh, 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 what is it? If North finds the parents that he wants, then, you know, then he's allowed to do that. But if he doesn't, and he isn't in the arms of the parents by whatever arbitrary fucking date...
2: Labor Day. Yeah,
1: Labor Day, then he becomes an orphan. What a great romp. He
2: says, yeah, he says that basically the sentence is he has to either find a new set of parents or go back to his original parents and be physically in the arms of both parents... By noon on Labor Day, or he will be <laughs> sent to an orphanage, and it's just like, yeah, it's it's just it's so and, and
1: just that corny ass joke where it's like, where they're in court and it's like the parents are just sitting there like petrified, and it's like, what does he have to say? And then the d- lawyer for them says, "Sir, the defense rests." <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> like, couldn't let that Boo. one get away. So I'm like, good Boo. lord! Boo. <laughs> so he goes to the first family, and this is how, it, they ease you in with the fact that this is all about just stereotypes of all of, of, of all yeah, these cultures, least, right?
2: The first one is Texas. Yeah,
1: it's like, okay, Texas, well, this is an American movie, Texas can take a job, you yeah, know, yeah. like, sure. You know, and the whole thing is like, you know, everything's big in Texas, so, like, with this guy, again, like, this is not most people's experience in Texas, right? Being a fucking oil baron and having acres upon acres of, yeah. you know, like...
2: Well, and and I want to say real quick, again, just wasted talent, Reba McIntyre... Reba McIntyre! And, and fucking...
1: Ghost, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Dan ghost ass
2: Dan, Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd <laughs> and Reba McIntyre. And I'm sorry, I would love to see a much better movie about Dan Aykroyd and Reba McIntyre as a pair of oil barons yeah. in Texas. Right. That would be, there, you know, it's just such a waste. Oh, and there's a random musical sequence. Oh, God. Oh, there's musical a musical sequence? And this is, at this point, this is like half an hour into the movie. Yeah, and and there's was a happening? musical sequence. And the
1: musical sequence is about how their son got stamped to death by cattle. Right.
2: And it's like, okay, I get, like, it's supposed to be a comedy and it's wacky. But you've got these people whose child was killed, and they are, like, traumatized by that. Singing
1: a number. And they're,
2: they're, like, trying to... Clearly still
1: haven't let go of their trauma. And they're
2: they're trying to adopt a new child and also just, like, make him be their old child. Yeah, because they're
1: trying to, like, feed him up as soon as he gets there. Yeah, they're giving him, like, stakes on stakes.
2: And, And it's like, I'm sorry... Again, with the emotion, it's like, you can have things be crazy and over the top, but if the whole point of these people is that they are so broken by the death of their son, and then you're going to have them do a wacky musical number dancing around, it's like, where...
1: Again, it feels like it's written by a child. Yeah. Like, not just... A, a person understanding that this is a child's movie so I'm writing a wacky dinner. it feels like a child with an understanding of this is going like okay so then um, 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 like I wrote a book and it's about how I go to Texas and in Texas everything is big and so they sing a song about their dead kid because he died not of being too fat even though he was too fat he didn't die of a heart attack he's ever being
2: trampled to death because you would expect him to die of a heart attack
1: <laughs> like this is a kid's version yeah, of like subverting your expectation it's really, for a joke you know really what I mean
2: it's really morbid and yeah. disturbing and and it's just like, and again, it's like,
1: and, and what, then it, the bump up is it was a mighty big loss. Yeah, it's, uh,
2: it's, it's like, just, yeah, uh, yeah, fucking yeah. boo. Yeah, and it means like I don't know, like I feel like. What the whole time I'm watching this, my brain is trying to rewrite it and make a decent <laughs> way out of it.
1: <laughs> like, and I don't Your wanna, brain is looking at chaos and, and trying and, and to. And I don't it wanna
2: it. do that like Bel-Air thing of like, but what if it were serious? <laughs> I don't wanna just do that, but that's like where my cause I'm like honestly like you could have sort of a white Oleander kind of thing of, like, what if his parents just, like, straight up died? Or what if they actually were neglectful oh, and he got taken away? Oh, man. And do a flip a-
1: on this called South. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: like, this... Yeah, I don't know. My brain is yeah, feeling was, inspired. You got to write,
1: write some ideas down because you got to. Because that's I do believe this. I do believe we should take shitty ideas and make them better. Yeah, <laughs> right? like
2: for sure, for sure. I think
1: that there's a nugget of an idea. I think maybe that's the next wave in Hollywood. I think yeah. that should really be that. It's like taking ideas that like had ideas to them and that were kind of bad and like really giving them the the, the sheen that they deserve. It's like no one needs yeah. to see a Clash of the Titans remake. We like Clash of the Titans, yeah. okay? But like, but the thing with
2: like this. I really do think, like, if you had the series remake, it would just be right, white oleander is like following a foster kid around. <laughs> like, seriously, like, white oleander is the good version <laughs> of Doris. <Gorth.
1: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> but then but then so we get to hawaii yeah at, oh lord
2: oh, god. aloha where,
1: are we getting into some bullshit right this here is
2: where it starts getting racist <laughs> but it's like for one thing again and this is also like there's the weird thing it's it's really gross to me of seeing like this little white kid who's obviously going to be treated like a god anywhere he yeah. goes where people are yeah so like he's literally he's being Potentially adopted or whatever. And you for want to what call reason? It. Like,
1: because okay, I understand parents in the area knowing about him, yeah. but like parents well, all around the world. They've done
2: like a, a national. They've done like oh, win, right. win because a Winchell is instigating He's
1: divorcing story. his parents, who would be like me next. I'll be yeah. next to get
2: divorced. Maybe he'll want to take
1: some of my money. Like what? <laughs> so yeah, like,
2: and so the so he is like rode up on a boat throne... Yeah, yeah. To... Oh, oh, it's because
1: so, he said he has such great grades and he's such a great kid. Yeah, yeah and I
2: mean, we and, explain. And, doc- and, and also, theory. like, apparently... <laughs> The governor and his wife and all of Hawaii are basically a beach resort. And again, it's like the
1: governor, like an oil baron. It's always like the like the most powerful people. I mean, I guess
2: who list. are the people who are going to be like, yeah, sure, I'll buy like, an airplane <sighs> ticket for this kid. But, but then
1: the final family that's the normal white family is just... A family in New York that's like one of them's, like like I mean the dad like dentist or something, but there's like there's nothing exorbitant about them, you know what I right. mean? Right. Like, well, and they're also the good like, white family is just what looks exactly like your normal white family, you know what yeah, I mean?
2: Like, But the uh, yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that <laughs> to it. but yeah. So and also like
1: like all of these m- minorities have to be the richest of rich to yeah. get this like in there, you know like
2: there's. There's also... So, like, I don't know if this was based on an actual governor or not. The governor and his wife are named Ho, which is a Chinese surname. Yeah,
1: and but, Lauren Tom, who, like, is not uh, from Hawaii, but I do absolutely love her. Do you know who Lauren Tom is? I, I, so, she does, uh got uh, like... Minnie, there's corner, because, she, like, you know you know me, I like voices, yeah, yeah. and she does a, a great voice on, she does Amy in Futurama, um, oh, but it's also yeah. the thing that, like, spoils it for me a little bit, because she does uh, Connie and uh, the daughter in uh, uh, King of the Hill. Um, um, oh, yeah. The the con the, the, the family. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. you what's know, that thing where it's just, like, when you hear someone doing, like, a voice of, like, a kid, it kind of, like, messes up your ability Yeah, to, like,
2: it's, like, because you're seeing like, your okay. Hear-
1: yeah, like, the way I feel about, like, like you know, Christian Shaw, she has, like, a very
2: tight, ty- like, specific
1: type of voice, and I know some people would find it, like, annoying, but you know me, like, I like unique, like, Harley Quinn, like, sort of voices, like, so I, like, kind of enjoy her voice, but I can't watch that, um, Bob Berger show, because my brain is like, no, you're not a it's kid, yeah, I don't want this. <laughs> yeah, so
2: it's... Both the the actor playing the governor and the actor playing and the actress playing the governor's wife are both East Asian and they have the last name Ho, which is Chinese. Yeah, I was like, is that
1: Hawaii? I was trying to think, like,
2: but, um, but also, um, they are supposed to be native Hawaiian, like, close I think. Enough, you know, the, and I and like they're speaking. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, no, this guy is, oh, is he actually uh, Hawaiian. I he's think. Simone? Oh, that's funny. He yeah, was, he, he's Simone. He's Simone. Okay, I'm sorry, I was wrong. He. But, is, but he, Lauren
1: Tom, I think it's just like I think she is just a Chinese actress that they just had. Yeah. Like, cause he, she there's voice actor people on here, and like for yeah. her to be there, I was like, oh hey, like
2: Kion, Kion Young. But he has played a lot of East Asian characters. Yeah. I just this is the a one character.
1: where they got it right. He'll look at that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but but she is, and, and the and the name Ho is Chinese, and I don't know. I'm like I'm not trying to like police anybody's ah. ethnic identity here. Yeah, no one could ever but, play
1: any other. If you're Irish, you cannot play an Englishman. You can't
2: yeah. do it. <laughs> but it but it did like seem kind of weird, and and again the depiction of the the depiction of um, the. Uh, of of Hawaii is just as like a beach oh, resort, and yes,
1: that, and see like that's the thing that really you don't gets me. Right,
2: buildings. I don't think you even see their house. Like you see maybe a porch or something, but like you don't really see buildings. You don't see roads. You don't see cars. It's all just like people hanging it's out. On the beach. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and this is the thing
2: that I really hate about it because I'm
1: like, wait, 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 because wait. like the knowledge that I know about uh, Hawaii is that if you have a friend or someone who's supposed to be like no don't come over here don't come touristing in, in Hawaii because it's a small ass island and this is our place and like a bunch of like white folks like moving in and like spreading out like you know they're moving us out like I've literally seen that uh, they've been at uh, odds with like fucking the uh-huh. Facebook uh, Zuckerberg asshole yeah. trying to like push it like they, they've been at odds with Disney because it's like oh yeah aren't we making our nice little Disney movies uh, about Hawaii we just happen to make two Disney movies we can only do one black princess movie But we happen to do two Disney movies Mm. about Hawaii because they're trying to push our resort. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, you know, it's like, so, hey, hey, come to our Disney resort. And it's just like, no, like, the people who actually are from the place are like, stop doing this. We need to, like, take care of ourselves. Like, it's a literal problem. And so for this movie to be like, we want to bring tourists and people don't care. The thing that they bring up. a kid would not even be thinking about this like uh, right
2: because again there's so much stuff that if you think this is all supposed to be coming from North's head
1: yeah so like a kid would not remember freaking a kid in 1994 would not remember freaking Hands Across America from 1986 like that's not wouldn't be on the mind and first of all and and second of all it's like just from a writing perspective that's just a stupid ass joke because like no one's thinking about fucking Hands
2: Across America in 1984 well it's also (laughs) it's also well it's a pretty insulting joke that he's like I don't know why Anybody wouldn't have wanted to participate with us. Like Don't hit across the like, miracle, but you I couldn't go across the water. Yeah, I mean that's literally the joke is that he can't figure out that people can't hold hands across the ocean. It's it's so insulting and um and it's just it, like and it really is. It's like. Because, okay, so what hinges on is, like, he's in paradise, it's beautiful, he loves it, and then he realizes that they want to put up a billboard of him, but it's, like, the Coppertone Kid, and there's, like, an animatronic yeah, so, dog pulling his underwear off his butt and showing his butt. You're an octopus
1: head. or something like that. Oh, yeah,
2: those, it's an octopus. Yeah, and it's one of those
1: things that are like, this is so, like, not a, like a normal problem that someone would have. It's just, like, this over-the-top, we need to get tourism, so we gotta show your butt. And it's like, yeah. what? No one would even... Why would that even be a thing?
2: I will say, going back and thinking about how many, like, young male child actors were molested around that time period. Like, having this, like, plot point of, like, I don't want grown-ups looking at my ass crack. Oh, kid, you're being ridiculous. (sighs) Is... Kind of. <laughs>
1: yeah, man. Um, but, but they were trying to do a, oh, Coppertone. Hat. Right.
2: It's like a reference to the Coppertone Kid. And I remember this was one of the I things. I remember even as a kid being like, why is that? Well, what, is, but, what does that have to do with This feet? is also, like, I saw this movie as a kid. I didn't remember a lot. But this was one of the things I did remember was was the Coppertone Kid thing. And and it's like, it doesn't make any sense. And again, like, North is a little fucking narcissist. His whole dream is about everybody being like, North, you're the most amazing kid ever. yeah, and yeah. Some reason we need this random, we need to adopt this white child and we need to make a billboard where that's his, what we already
1: made where that, that's the thing, like they keep doing things beforehand. Like, uh, what, what the, the Texan says, like, oh, do you like the Lakers? Well, I bought them for you, the like yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Astros.
2: but yeah, it's like,
0: it's like, huh? who
2: just is able to do this, but yeah, but right. but like the 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 logic of we feel bad about ourselves because people treat Hawaii like an afterthought. So therefore we need more tourism, which again, I don't think was ever a problem. Hawaii had In like the <laughs> right. entire yeah, sunny
1: ass Hawaii needs to figure out how to bring more people to come over. To right. That. Like I don't think
2: me? in the nineties, Hawaii was like, and so, and the somehow it was like, we need to bring more tourists and that will help our self esteem. And therefore we need to adopt this white child and show everybody his butt crack it just like none of that makes any sense none of Mm. that makes sense god damn it it's like basic
1: it's like stubbornly stupid about like basic things
2: right and it's just like that anyone
1: including children
2: would know there is so much (laughs) illogical reasoning like again Winchell's I'm gonna drive all these kids to divorce their parents and that will make me the king of the world somehow and North's like I my parents neglect me even though I floss or I don't Honestly, like,
1: insulting to children. Do well, they, like, make is. a movie like this. It like, is. I think of like movies that I used to watch. As a get like Max Keeble's Big Move or something like that. Like movies where it's like, whoa, what if this thing went your way? Like this cool kid who does this thing. Like things that are actually based in some sort of like stakes in what a kid would be interested in. Oh, I'm about to move, so I'm about to cause trouble right before I leave. Oh, that's a real thing. And right. He ends up staying. Oh no, well, what's and be the and you and know, again, like, it's
2: like if your audience is kids, what 11 year old is gonna relate to? I am a very good kid that parents should be proud of, and my parents don't seem yeah. sufficiently proud of me. Who can relate? Woo! Like, what? Even though they're not scolding me or anything, they're just kind of not talking to me at dinner as much like, as I would like. I, I would be fine with that
1: if i isn't Isn't that the Gen X thing that the kids always got the, uh, the yeah. headphones in and it's, not listening? Like, it's what?
2: just really weird. Like, none of. there is no emotional truth in this movie whatsoever. So yeah, so the Hawaii thing, so basically, he sees that they're about to put up a billboard with his butt and freaks out. Understandably, and then goes and finds Bruce Willis as like a beach. So this is the second time. No, the third time. First yes. time we see Bruce Willis, he's a bunny in the mall. Second time, which is the first time in the dream, he's a cowboy in Texas. Yeah. Third time, which is the second time in the dream, he's a beachcomber on the beach. And there's, I think, it's like some Galad's
1: to- body in motion thing happening. And we don't right. see the guy's face I on think, the beach. I like
2: think that's supposed to be a joke at first that we like we hear somebody that sounds kind of like Bruce Willis, like, calling out to people to exercise, and we think, oh, he's going to be this fitness instructor, and then he's a beach bum, and the fitness instructor is somebody else or something. I don't know. I felt like that was supposed to be a joke. Yeah, there was. But it didn't land. And he was like, oh, why would I want to exercise? That's stupid. Yeah,
1: because he's like, oh, if you... There was a bit of a funny observation. It's like, you exercise for an hour, you get an hour of your life. But it's like, but that was an hour wasted. I just wasted an exercise. It's like, okay, that's a bit of a funny observation. Yeah,
2: but it's... You know, so again, like only decent parts of the movie are when he's talking to Bruce Willis and he's talking along, gets some words of wisdom, and so he decides to go to the opposite of Hawaii.
1: The Inuit. This peoples.
2: bit was so fucking offensive. This made the Hala- the Hawaii bit look not like by comparison.
1: Straight up, it's like this movie. Straight up, like this bit. Like oh. You thought you were a vended.
2: Was, this, was this was where I had to stop and take a break. My mother is visiting right now. And I had to like, I'm watching this in my office and I had to stop and take a break and walk out of there and be like, Ma! Ma! <laughs> you know what they're doing. Ladies and gentlemen. And it's like, the way I described it is, it's like, it's like the Flintstones, except it's... It's like
1: the Flintstones of the Ice Age. That's what they think Inuit people are, apparently.
2: Right, it is. It's like... They, it's like a stereotypical suburban neighborhood, except that it's all snow and it's giant igloos. And snow
1: just means Christmas, so we're playing a Christmas song, right. you know. Like, I mean, it's walking into Winter Wonderland, but it's like that's uh, you associate it's, that with Christmas, like.
2: Well, so it's it's all giant igloos instead of houses. And there's somebody like mowing his lawn, but it's snow. But he's pushing a lawnmower in the yeah, snow. Like, and of course, instead of cars, they have dog sleds, and they just pull the dog sled into the garage. Yeah, and they like snow have a. Automatically
1: needs Christmas, and they have a. Both times they play it twice. They play the same thing twice later on. Yeah, like okay. And yeah. then
2: we come into we come into the igloo, and there's um we come into the igloo. And it's like all their furniture is made of ice, and they're just all like sitting on ice couches and stuff. And so the family is, and,
1: and there's a hole in the uh, uh, the living room where they go fishing, you know,
2: right? The which you do ice, you can ice fish inside an igloo, I think. Yeah. yeah. But people don't live in igloos. That's not <laughs> so. The I think the Alaskan dad is actually an Alaskan native. Um, or, yeah, he's Indigenous Canadian, Graham Greene, but the mom is played by Kathy Bates in brownface. Yeah,
1: it's like they're getting it half right each time, right? Because the last person was actually, but at least
2: like, at least that President woman, Ho, you at know, least the it? woman playing his wife was not in brownface. Yeah, good it's lord, it's fucking Kathy Bates. I, I think I might have said Kathy Griffin by accident. Now I'm getting no, yeah, no, it was, it, Bates. Bates. Yeah. it was Kathy Bates. Yeah, is Kathy Bates in brownface? But like you
1: couldn't find. A, a, and, an Inuit woman. You you couldn't
2: find one. And then... Just... And then they didn't it, show up. <laughs> Abe Vigoda is the granddad. And this was also so offensive. It's like... It, it's got the, like... Oh, you know, Inuits. And, of course, they're using a, a different word. They're not saying Inuits. They're using yeah. a word that... The we, word
1: associated with that, uh, that documentary, the Nanook of the North, that turned out to be... One yeah. of the first documentaries that was actually really offensive because he was, like, lying and exaggerating shit. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: So, and there's the, the myth... That Which I looked this up because I was like, where did this even come from? And I saw it was the straight dope, which is a column that just sort of explains things to people. And somebody was like, do Inuits set their old people to die on ice floes? And the response from the person was, do Europeans spread rat-borne disease because they kill cats because cats are demons? <laughs> it's like, and, and basically their point was, this was something that happened Rarely in the past, when it was like this, family is starving to death, and they can't like feed everybody, and there's the old person who's like on the death store anyway, so they're gonna set them out on a nice flow. That happened like very rarely when it was like desperate circumstances. Just like people have done desperate things when in times of famine all over the world, but it's yeah, not. So this
1: feels like a look at those savages. Like look, right. look how they are sometimes but cannibals, and it, you know it's that type of like. Right, savagery but it's not thing. something like...
2: that's just like a. Right, it's just—it's not just like, you're an oh, idiot. Oh, it's Tuesday,
1: time to sit down, You're an idiot,
2: and you're 70. All right, get on the ice flow. That's not, that doesn't happen. Obviously, one would think you don't have to say. Um, yeah. and, and it's played for laughs, and it's like, that's a really harmful ethnic stereotype. Like, that is, you're saying these are people who murder their old folks, <laughs> as a matter of course. That is like really harmful that is a that's not just like that's going
1: old school like these african people are savages and they they're uh they eat their you know um what's what's the thing uh they're cannibals and that sort of thing oh, like yeah. it goes back to that type right of it's basic like you're, you're accusing people like,
2: of, of you're accusing a group of people of a practice that is objectively horrible when presented in that way yeah and,
1: and um and, and so like uh What is it? It, Like, presenting it with the casualness of being like, oh, lemmings jump off the hills because they're stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of shit.
2: And, and... They I mean, have a lie
1: too. <laughs> yeah, and so
2: they have the Abe Vigoda's character, because it's like, oh, I, I hate
1: this, too. They milk these cheap-ass points that they try to milk, where it's just like, oh, before Granddad dies, he tries to, get, you know, get some wisdom out of him, because North really likes old people, I guess, I don't yeah. know, and it's like, so I'm talking to you, and it's kind of montaged or something like that, but they're like, well, if there's something you gotta do, Abe Vigoda, I'm, Abe Vigoda is an Inuit. Uh <laughs> yeah. Also,
2: also not an Inuit. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they get to, and this is like one of those, again, my brain just can't stop going, how how could this have worked if it weren't presenting Inuits, if it weren't presenting a disgustingly hateful, racist stereotype of Inuits? The scene with Richard Belzer. Um, I was just like, yeah, come on, everybody moving on. And then
1: the thing is, everything's supposed to be made out of ice, except when they get on the ice flow thing, there's a TV that's just a TV that's not hooked up to anything because it's just for this dumbass, cheap-ass gag. Right, uh, the the,
2: ice flows have... Easy chairs and televisions for the old people when they're going they were, to die. props department but ran like, out
1: of uh, Flintstone ice levels to make. It. Right, and Richard
2: <laughs> Richard Belzer is just sitting there playing, I don't even know what Playing he,
1: the Blair. he always plays with the guy who's but, like blase and like, all right,
2: come on, guys, he's, who cares? He's, he's, uh, <laughs> ushering everybody on and kind of hurrying them along. And the thing is, like, if this were not, again, if this were not like a hateful ethnic stereotype, if this was like some fantasy world you know, where it was just like, oh, and these people, like, kill their old people like, as a like, matter of course, and mm-hmm. here's the guy who's just, like, ushering them all, you yeah. know, and it weren't any reference to a real-world ethnic stereotype. This could have been funny. I mean,
1: this feels but... like it, like if Mel Brooks was doing, like, it, uh, like a Blazing Saddles, where it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, these Native Americans are actually talking Jewish because, like, oh, well, I'm not putting a joke on Native Americans. I'm joking that I'm... Playing this character so Jewishly that right, it's like right. the joke it's like, is itself. So yeah. Me, who
2: is obviously not that like obviously they're indigenous Jews, but like you right, know, but right. that but the like Yiddish, like I'm obviously not native, yeah, yeah, know.
1: they're darkening
2: us, oh. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's 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 just really hateful, and then, um,
1: and oh, I do the like again, there's a small exchanges where like he gets in, um, North gets in front of the uh, the thing that's... What do you call this thing? The, the sled, basically. To yeah, with the, the dog sled. Oh, sled. And-
2: yeah, that's the other thing is it's like... Okay, so they have the dog sled, which at least is like an Alaskan and Canadian thing. And then they get on a horse-drawn sleigh that looks Look like, like something out of like... Yeah. A German fairy tale. It's like... <laughs> yeah. It's like... Not this,
1: everything in... Like, they're stereotyping, like, cultures, but they're also just stereotyping, like, you like, know, ice. It's like Christmas and, you right. know... Right, it's, it's <laughs> like, what,
2: why are they on a... Like, that literally looks like something out of, like, a German fairy tale. It's like, yeah. not...
1: <laughs> um, but, yeah, Um. What is it? so he has a funny little exchange where, like, North gets in the front, and he turns over and he sees, you know, because he's got the heavy, like, park on or whatever, and it doesn't say... That's that's where for a park. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. and he turns over and he says like oh my god, it's you. And Bruce Willis just goes, no, it's not. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, I thought that was that, funny. Yeah, just that... denial. That was pretty funny. So he finds out that basically because of the unending summer daytime in Alaska... Yeah, that he's act, lost
0: a
1: whole bunch of time. Yeah.
2: It's actually been weeks. Um, and so he's got, you know, like eight days or something well, like that. there's all these
1: bad time jokes. Right. Like, I didn't watch... Uh, uh, for, I only watched 12 times during the 70s or something like that. Yeah. like a... Like, so...
2: So he's got a very limited time to find his family now before the Labor Day deadline, and so we get this really quick montage. Oh boy! And they just yeah, like, yeah, like more, pop, pop, pop. Let's it's get just this. more and more racist. <laughs> Let's now, get these out of here. The one thing I thought was really funny was the French family. That that was at least a
1: little something, but that, it was still such a basic joke. Like,
2: well, I will say, like the fact, and I w- I would not have known about the Jerry Lewis thing <laughs> if it weren't for when we just watched Four Rooms and Quentin Tarantino has this. Whole I'm not a lot about uh, Jerry right, Lewis right. being big in France. The the joke when he's with the French family is he's stuck between these two French people, and of course they're all wearing berets and smoking, and they all have mustaches. I think. Yeah, <laughs> but they're laughing their asses off at the TV, and he keeps changing the channel, and every single channel is Jerry Lewis. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was actually, and then he like just looks horrified. It's lighthearted enough. I, like, I, they're not I, making
1: fun of their like you know. Yeah, I thought they're not that, saying they're baby eaters
0: or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Big fat bug faced baby surprised. eating O'Brien. I'm sorry, oui. what, what, what you,
1: like O'Brien, you started with like sending the grandkids, uh, the grandpa uh, off on the ice floe. Like that's yes. quite an accusation. It is,
2: and then like this situation is like there's. China and of course he's oh, like the Lord. new the new the new little white emperor uh, with all the Chinese people then, bowing and worshiping oh, him. The last
1: white emperor over
0: here,
2: yeah. Uh, and, and, and then because and the, the
1: there, there was a uh, the, the, there was a Chinese uh, uh, person in the in the chat. And they said, like, you know, when they said, give him the emperor cut, uh, the, the, the person was like, they chimed in and they're like, um, that's actually the eunuch haircut? And it's like, they, oh, yeah, they just went with, like, you. oh, doesn't it look silly that it's, like, yeah. they just went with the silliest looking yeah. one, you know what I mean?
2: Thank you, thank you, chat person, yeah for yeah that Join admit.
1: the RC yeah. Yeah, Discord, yeah, we oh. watch movies and, and talk shit. Um... But yeah, and then oh lord, yeah, did I wrote? The, I wrote like then title and I was like, oh my lord. Then then the Amish, uh, oh, with no, that quick scene where just like no electricity, get me out of here. The Amish
2: one was pretty dumb. Although I feel pretty safe in saying, probably not a whole lot of Amish people are gonna watch that and get yeah. The, the by
1: good it. thing is that they will not get <laughs> it. You can make fun
2: of Amish in movies as yeah. much as you want. the Only reason the Amish thing bothered me is that I'm uh like a little bit of a language nerd, and it really irritated me that he kept like a using. Same vibe. Well, he kept saying art. Yeah, that's what
1: it was. Yeah, yeah. When he
2: said like, you know, this art, so and so, and it's like art is thou art. It is second person. It is a second person verb. Yeah, you wouldn't use it third person. It was so stupid. It was so dumb. Anyway, so that one was But, but so that
1: was a that was a child glove hit. the
2: Amish one wasn't racist, it was just stupid. But then the African one then it, like, well, I
1: wrote, then the African oh dear Lord, make it stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote it's that like, straight up. It's like not
2: only is it racist but it's creepy. It's like it's like it?
1: National Geographic level of just like oh wow really it's, like
2: You know what makes me like so mad too is like people nowadays are like if you ever um mention to a child that um some people have penises then you're a groomer and you're a pedophile. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. <laughs> so that, but like That's you know, the uh, uh,
1: uh, whatever Buckley guy voice.
2: But, doing? <laughs> but people people are like calling everybody a fucking groomer and pedophile. And it's like, back then, people apparently thought it was funny to make a gag where an 11-year-old boy is staring at a pair of boobs oh, by his potential adopted mother. Yeah, that's the thing that just made it twisted. By She authored those boobs. But, yeah. you know, a pair of boobs belonging to his potential adopted mother and talking about how those boobs are going to be distracting to him. Yeah, I won't be able
1: to get any homework done. And, and somehow, the just like, ah, but that was supposed to be your mom, why it's are we, like, uh... That's
2: literally sexualizing a child. That yeah. is literally sexualizing a child and, and apparently. The Absolutely
1: fact kidding. that how they come in is like swinging on a vine, like they're fucking Tarzan. Like they what come the into the scene, it's like, oh, for God's I sake. I mean, that's like,
0: that's super fucking risky. Mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they swing it on the vine, he sees his mom's boobs, is like, my mom's boobs. How awesome. This is like, what do yeah. you guys like cause my brain at first was going like, oh, is this just a woman in the village? And I'm like, oh like she's oh canonically she's in the scene. Yeah. This is supposed to be your mom and you're just really setting this up like this. And the joke is supposed to be, I can't live in Africa. Just the boobies again stop looking at boobies <laughs> oh. Oh, God. oh man, so, oh man. It's a horrible
2: sequence. And then of course we get lots of quick cuts to Winchell getting more and more powerful and evil. And I almost say there was this good line <laughs> where he goes, again, just to be like,
1: he's the most evilest evil that ever eviled. Mm-hmm. He goes like, he says, um, he says uh, the kid talks to his Italian stereotype subordinate because yeah, yeah. Oh, also, the,
2: the, he has like, literally this guy... The monster. A, this you guy know? in a bright pale gray suit (laughs) in no shame to do any like mobstering literally literally running down an open street in new york city firing a gun at a child (laughs) and nobody stops the reason why we gotta get to but hold on
1: (laughs) hold your horses we ain't done we ain't done no so the kid talks to the subordinate, right he says, oh, oh, yeah, that's what I wrote down. And yeah, the nice uh, New York parents were, are just white. Just right. Um, and then uh, the kid talks to uh, his subordinate, his, his Italian stereotype mobster uh, subordinate, and he says, "Like, hey, Al, you know, thanks for doing a job. Th- thanks for doing such a great job. Don't be surprised if there's a few more zeros in your bonus this year. And you know, he's like, oh, thank you, sir, thank you. And he's like, and oh, Al, and he's like, oh, oh yes, sir, don't be surprised if there isn't And the guy was like, I understand, sir. I was like, damn,
2: kid. You know who I thought that kid was? You know who I thought that kid was? Um, Kid from the Little Rascals movie that came out around the same time? No, I thought that was Will Poulter. I thought that that guy, Will Poulter, like, he was uh, Eustace in the Narnia movies and also... He um Oh and he was that's in, not him? He was in that that's not him. I thought that Dude, was the eyebrows
0: yeah, He's the got eyebrows. the same eyebrows
2: But no that's not Will Poulter Uh that is just some guy who uh, I don't think was ever in any I really do
1: think like sixty percent of, no, of the acting he was doing was in the eyebrows. Bro. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um
2: but so so basically he Winchell has a... Winchell does not want North to go back to his parents because that's going to ruin his child revolution. So he gets the parents who have come out of their coma. Yeah, by the way, they
1: just I'm oh, froze. Yeah, yeah. They, just,
2: they just woke up and yeah. they're totally fine and not brain damaged and, at all. And then, uh, they get out
1: of their thing and they walk out and the, the Italian mobster like is like, oh, come right this way. And then two other versions of them that look exactly the same walk in. And get I did in not
2: there. understand what that was. I was like trying, I did like, not...
1: Mark... My brain, I think, started leaking out of my ears at that point. Where, no, like, I, 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 I like, thought they... Huh? I thought
2: that what? was... The, I don't even know. I guess it's huh? like all they. I had to reasons. go
1: back and I was like, is it supposed to be... Me? What's the motivation? Did the characters have to be doing things for reasons? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess maybe
2: the joke was that the museum had doubles on hand for in case I, they woke but, up. But what? Because I don't understand why. Because they don't want to ruin the exhibit? <sighs> I, I don't know. <sighs> but, um... But so... He, at first, he makes this video where he basically asks them leading questions. They and just then had two, I'm sorry, edit. they just had two
1: duplicates just ready to go.
2: They, just, exactly like they just had a spare Jason Alexander <laughs> and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, <laughs> you know, lying around as you do. I'm, just, sorry. I'm sorry. Don't. I'm sorry, wait, don't you have your spare Jason Alexander oh, and Julia Oh, I wish Luidra I could.
1: Friends? I would make my uh, uh, Duckman podcast uh, show. I,
2: gonna, I mean, you, ne- you know you need to have at least one of them on hand at all times. It's like a first aid kit. Fire Distinguishers, Spare Jason Alexander. Oh, hell Uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but, but so he makes this video where he asks him these questions and edit it and edits
1: thrust it. Thrust your pelvis. Oh, uh, you thrust your pelvis. Oh, uh, you thrust your pelvis. Oh, uh, people that, who love
0: uh, duck red book. Yes, that you know, was not, sorry. Yes. <laughs> so.
2: So he edits it and has it sent to North, where basically there's a woman off camera going, "Don't you want North back? No, he's not our child. We don't want you know."
1: Oh no, wait—is it like, oh, don't you? Uh, it's like there's a if you don't oh, like yeah, the kid, there's a kid named him, Hugh that you would like. They they go,
2: go, we don't want Hugh. And they say.
1: It in such the specific way of, like, no one would say it like that, right? You wouldn't say, like, we don't want Hugh. They would say, we don't want Hugh. We want our kid. But yeah. edit, but they say it in a specific way so that when they edited it, it looks like, we don't want Hugh. Yeah. Or the video that they send to their son to right. especially tell them right. that they, they send hate it, them.
2: They send, it to the, they send it to North, so he sees this video of his parents supposedly saying they don't want him. And then um, North, and then so Je- this is where Jesse Smollett comes in, where he randomly he, he shows up under an overpass after North is well he decides so I guess Winchell decides that they should kill North anyway also because they need a martyr yeah in the movement. a and martyr of so, the movement so he sends the guy like just blatantly trying to shoot this child running down the street in a bright <laughs> in a bright suit with and his I'm face more, out.
1: So he decides that he doesn't want to go with any family, right? I think that's what's happening. He's walking through the streets of New York because there's a scene where it's like, ooh, oh, yeah. prostitutes oh, on the right. street. Right, and, uh, we,
2: we totally skipped this over, but he basically spends, like, a perfect few days with the Leave it to Beaver family, but then decides something's just not quite right. And something's he's, not
1: Heartland America enough about this New York right. family.
2: So he, uh, So he goes into the city... To, I guess, wander around by himself as an 11 year old child, which the perfect leave it to be for family is just like, okay, that sounds fine. Yeah. He gets on a truck and the guy shoots a box of Borscht. Yeah. And the Borscht gets on his hat and the hat falls out. And so he sees the hat with what looks like blood on it and is like, okay, I killed this child. Yeah, yeah. All is I wealth. killed
1: a kid. <laughs> All like, and he leaves. My <laughs> job done. I can go home and sleep tonight. <laughs>
2: Right. Oh, but no, but it's, it's before that happens that... But char- he has to get the tape, yeah, with so Jesus Child Deep Throat shows up oh, and is Lord. like, uh, oh, you know, you were always nice to me and didn't pick me last, so I'm now in a trench yeah, coat. Yeah, he's totally not, not racist,
0: you guys.
1: No, he's totally and, not and racist. And also
2: he's like, I am now, as a child, from somewhere in the middle of America, under an overpass in a trench coat. <laughs> he's <laughs> wait! <laughs> he's in New York! And he's Where like... And he you? just somehow... he's <laughs> I, he just somehow had... Oh, he says he's been working for Winchell. That's what. That's why he's in New York. Says, oh, sure. He's, he's been, doing a
1: little jet setting. He's, he's he's on the payroll. And he didn't like... Yeah, he's like, hmm, I don't like how things are going. I'm going to yeah. upset the operation he's, from inside. He's working
2: for Winchell, and so he steals the unedited tape and gives takes it... Takes a jet plane, dude. And, and gives it to North. <laughs> right. And so North is on this truck of borscht and winds up... In, in some restaurant? Because he gets the tape, but somehow the tape is on top of the boxes
1: that are yeah, being presented. It's,
2: it's a convention center, and they're having the convention, and he sees the Bruce Willis comedian. Oh, in the kitchen. And, it was, they're in right. the kitchen. Yeah. And, and, up, and everyone in the kitchen has
1: huge-ass trays that the tape keeps falling on. And right. it keeps going on. It's but very, it all amounts to nothing. Like, I watched the scene, and again, it felt like... It felt, had that moment of, is this supposed to like, be a parody it's like of Looney, kids' movies? It
2: felt like that Looney Tunes thing where it's like, you know, you have the the kid kind of, like, the baby crawling over the yeah, Rube Goldberg. Or,
1: or, like, you know lots of kids' like, Babies Day Out, all these sorts of shit where it's like, oh, in the kids' movie where they're trying to get something or there's a Rube Goldberg device right, that, like, yeah. it's like, and they're trying to find something. Like, that's always, like, you know, forced conflict. Like, you always see those. And it's like, so seeing this is like... And the fact that it doesn't equate to anything, like it doesn't end up in the wrong hands or anything, it just
2: gets he right just, back like, to him. Gets back I was him. like, what the fuck was the point I bruise? guess I'm supposed to add tension or something. <laughs> when he gets the tape back, he ends up in Bruce Willis's dressing room, where he just happens to have just gotten a new VCR player. So they watch the tape, and it's you know he sees the unedited with his parents saying, "We miss you so much. We love you. We're sorry. We just want you back." Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Oh shit! Better get back to my parents." And so then it's just the race against the clock, yeah. and he. And he races her, her, back. Her. And he says, basically, they planned to kill the kid. And I was like, what?
1: blame it on the parents because the part where he goes like well what if the kid uh, we can't let that happen well you know we're gonna say the kid uh the parents killed their killed their kid and he says well, these accidents can happen or something like that like he just,
2: it's again <laughs> so much of this just doesn't make logical sense yeah. it's like the it's very tenuous logic holding this together so so north is like okay i gotta get back to my parents and winchell's trying to stop him because winchell figures out that it's borscht on the hat and he's not really dead and he winds up in a federal express truck, also driven by Bruce Willis. But then, when he gets delivered in the morning, it's a different driver. Yeah. And he's on the. And he's and like, what, "What is up
1: with that driver? It feels like there's a joke missing. Where he's like, he, he seems a little shook, and like, you know, well, I think it's like, just that what, he was
2: carrying an eleven an eleven year old, probably like I don't know, ninety n- pounds. No, but he started whatever. talking about
1: like, oh, there was some turbulence on the freeway, and it kind of jackknifed and da it. And I was like. What are they talking about? Oh, I about? think that
2: was the joke that, like, Winchell was sending goons after them to, like, destroy oh, wow. the, you know. But so he goes to his, and this part just, again, makes no fucking sense. He goes to his house. His parents aren't there. Oh, and, God, this got me the biggest and, laugh in the movie. I couldn't believe it. Winchell's in
1: there. And, but just the way he's, like, he's running for his parents. Where are you? Mom, Dad, where are you? And then he runs into, the, like, the kitchen, and you see the camera pan, and Winchell has just been sitting perched on, yeah. the, like, waiting for who knows how
0: long yeah Winchell's
2: sitting in the kitchen (laughs) for the reveal but then Winchell says something like it sure would be a shame if you weren't in time to see your parents at your secret spot and it's just like and he's saying how do you know the secret spot why are you perched
1: up? Because well, he's a kid, so he's like perched awkwardly up on top of the counter.
2: Yeah, but it's also it's like, what possible motivation does Winchell have for telling him where his parents are? I tell him. When when right, and it's like he's saying it in like a shitty way. But it's like, yeah, but you literally like you could have just not told him, and then he definitely wouldn't have met them. Like, why would you? You're helping him why and then it turns out to be this whole stupid freaking thing where he's running and his parents are there waiting for him and the judge is there with a fucking clock clock. and it's counting down to noon and it's out of control and the guy and the mobster guy is there with a gun (laughs)
1: because North is running past one of the the chairs he's in the mobster guy just been sitting there relaxing the whole time like oh my time to try well I guess
2: that's the joke so I guess that actually I answered my question Winchell wants him to go so that he can be shot publicly yeah a mall,
1: shot publicly in a mall. It's and like, he's going to fucking, he's going to try to OJ it and blame it on the parents? Like, what the fuck? Like, like he's just gonna... sitting
2: right there like, What happened gun? to that
1: Italian, uh, that uh, stereotypically Italian gentleman with the gun? Right, ball, it's like. Throwing off his gloves. What happened to that yeah. guy?
2: So, yeah, so, so it's like the judge is sitting there with the clock taking down to noon by the second and North is, like, about to dive into his pants. Oh, and also there's this whole then, thing where, then I like... had to get the ticket
1: back because that was when all the kids attacked him, remember? And I was like, he's running into... Because uh, Bruce Willis brings him to the airport. He's like, hey, I'll give you a ride, kid. And I'm like, he's running oh, into in- totally the airport. I totally forgot And he's like, even- you're supposed to be dead. And I remember, like, they're trying to do this, uh, you know, ch- cute little oh, scene where it's of- just like, you're not alive, you're supposed to be dead. I can't believe it myself. And then it's like how the hell is this kid going to get a ticket onto a
2: plane? Like, how is this kid going to get a ticket onto it's- a plane? What? And yeah, we didn't even get into the airport sequence. That's why he ends up in a federal express truck. But so at the very end, you know, we've got this like very tense moment because also, and it's just more stupidity that's supposed to add tension. But like the dad goes to look for him, and the judge says, "Oh no, if you split, he has to be in all four arms of both." Parents.
1: Yeah, he like starts to go, and then he just stops. It's like, okay, well, what the fuck was the point of that? <laughs> I'll well, be the I'll be the the father in the movie who rescues his son so he can prove his love. To... Oh no, no, we don't have time to film that. Okay, right. never mind. Well, and, ah. it's
2: just, and so like you know he's di- North and his parents are diving towards each other and the guy and the mobster guy pulls out the gun like he's about to shoot him <laughs> out, just run ah. out of time and then North wakes up and realizes it was all a dream and he goes, used
1: to read Word Up magazine
2: and, and goes and goes to his parents and his parents are very nice and oh we were worried about you let's get inside and have some dinner oh that, man the end. we loved that, you
1: the whole time son
2: and it's just like Again, there's no... If you wanted to make a movie about this kid's kind of ungrateful, his parents are, like, understandably a little distracted, but they clearly love him, and the kid is ungrateful and doesn't realize his parents love him, and he has this whole dream sequence, and then he realized like, okay, sure. But, like, there is no emotional truth to this movie. There's no logic. It's it's just so fucking dumb and so bad. And I, I didn't, like... I guess I don't pay enough attention to who directors are sometimes. I didn't realize this was the same guy who did fucking Spinal Tap and Princess Bride. And like, like I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess I think it was like he was trying to make a kids movie. He was trying to make a wackadoodle kids movie. And just didn't know. It's like he was halfway
1: between making one, because it fit. Like, because there's a lot of curse words in this movie more than I expected. Right, like he said, like 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 he like, says asshole at the end. Like the kid does, and i was yeah, like, yeah, like, uh, like,
2: uh, yeah. There's a, and I don't know if it was just. I think like the rating system was a little different. Then but by '94,
1: like, I thought because I'm thinking about movies like. I feel like the '80s is when this was still kind of like an issue. It was like, oh, Indiana Jones. Ooh, do, do we call this PG or PG thirteen? Yeah. They're like nudity. And but like, a lot
0: of like, look, and I to... mean,
2: I I say salty language in front of my kids sometimes. I'm not saying like, oh no, a child and the word asshole existing in the same movie. It's not that. It's just the tone is weird. The tone does yeah. not seem.
1: Yeah, it it comes out of so like, whoa, what? You're trying to play this light, silly thing, but then you just said like asshole and made a whole bunch of sex jokes, like. Huh? Like what is this? Like yeah, yeah. And it's like it, but it's not clever enough to be to feel even unintentionally like a sort of takedown of these movies because mm-hmm. it just fails at doing that. Yeah, it fails at being cohesive in, in in anything as a um as a narrative as a as a motivation for the characters as like it is baffling like to, to people that are like. Like, this guy's made movies before, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, it's, it's so fascinating to be like, How did you do what were you thinking? Yeah. Like, oh, Scarlett Johansson at nine, Scarlett
2: Johansson was the little Scarlett girl of the in the in um, the nice
1: white family, in, in yeah. The,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just we're pulling up the the Wikipedia, I want to see what it was I rated. Like, sis, 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 I think it's PG,
1: PG, that just really throws me because, like, I am like cuz this is like angels in the outfield fucking you know uh, little vampires like stuart little like this this magical realism like 90s world and it's so fascinating how this just like shits the bed and really does.
2: I just love the the description in the wikipedia article. Roger Ebert seemed especially baffled by North. <laughs> <laughs> and um and apparently Richard Belzer who again is in this movie um And Rob Reiner's roast goaded him into reading some of the review out loud. And Reiner said, well, if you read Between the Lines, it's not really that bad. Uh, Uh, You read uh, every other word. Ebert Ebert came out with a book in 2000 that was titled, I Hated, Hated, Hated This Movie.
1: And uh, Oh my god, Reiner Alan Zwiebel described the review as embarrassing and hurtful. (laughs)
0: Oh no! Oh, and <laughs> apparently it's
2: based on a book that was inspired by the See, writer's son, Alan Zweibel's son. Oh man!
1: Um, <laughs> I, also, it See, is, that's what it, I was saying. I, I wrote it at some point. I was like. Robert Rodriguez's kids write better movies than this. Yeah. This is embarrassing. Again, this feels like a racist white kid who, like, you know, only learned so much about and, you know, it's okay, like, a stupid, like, kid, whatever, he's not gonna know everything about cultures, you know what I mean? But it's just like, he only observed these sorts of of things, and his parents thought it was cute and made it into a movie, Mm. and it is fascinating to hear that that's actually what fucking happened. Yeah, It really is that basic
2: of a fucking movie. But you know what? As bad as this is, it's like literally Wikipedia reception. North has been called one of the worst films ever made. It's like, you know, it's so bad, but like... Alan Alan Zwiebel's the baseball coach. He's the baseball coach. Jesus
0: Christ, do you remember?
1: The worst actor in the whole part. Because I actually wrote down at one point, I was like... Who the fuck is that guy? Because he's like, hey, North, you seem really distraught. You seem really distraught more than normal. And, you know, the joke is supposed to be, like, he says, like, oh, I'm, you know, my parents are, he, he starts babbling about all this stuff. And then Ale- the, the character goes, like, no, what I meant to ask is, you know, how's your arm doing? You know, like, mm-hmm. the idea is, like, oh, the coach doesn't really care. He just cares if he can throw the ball. Yeah. But it's delivered so flatly and badly that I, I just really had that moment of pausing and being like, hold up. In this movie of people who are super talented who mm-hmm. the fuck is this? <laughs> you so know apparently, what I
2: mean? the, That is
1: funny to find out that that was him. Because yeah. I specifically and was like, who the fuck is that?
2: <laughs> apparently he wrote a novel. This is based... He wrote the screenplay, and it's based on the novel he wrote 10 years before, Called In 1984. North, no wonder
1: it feels like a movie 10 years.
2: Called North, the tale of a 9-year-old boy who becomes a free agent and travels the world in search of the perfect pa- parents. How in the
1: fuck is that, that is, the name of the story? That is the
2: name of the book. This is fucking basic at, he, he's fucking writing the fucking plot
1: as he's just like, is this a whole big stream of consciousness as he's writing there's this There's no
2: link. There's no Wikipedia page for the novel. I'm looking to see, oh God. Oh, it's available on Amazon North, oh my god! you you get a paperback? North, the tale of a boy who
1: becomes a free agent and travels the world in search of his perfect parents because they don't appreciate him and and and, and they have poopy pants and and I'm actually the smartest kid in the world. I know what I'm doing because I'm eight years old.
2: Like that's what. The, like what the fuck? Like how is this real? I am, like I'm not paying even two dollars. I could get this for two dollars and fifty nine cents, but I'm not going to. That,
1: that that's the screenplay, folks. That's if you want to.
2: Yeah. Wow. Um, All right. I not but yeah, but like you know,
1: talk about privilege.
2: If, like wow. <laughs> Hi Zoe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, it's like you know what? A bad movie makes me less angry if everybody knows it's bad. Like,
1: <laughs> if, if I don't have to go, like,
2: oh if, come on, guys, right? Me. You know, it's like. And and also, at this point, this movie has been getting rightfully shat yeah, on. There,
1: there is no... Because, um, you know, sometimes there are bad movies where you're like, you take a second glance and you're like, hmm. Like, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people do that with that, that Tom Green movie. Uh, 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 My mama's on your face. Oh.
2: But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I remember at the like time being like some, some,
1: I remember even as a, yeah. at the time of the kid being like, If at best this is a dumb fun movie, but yeah. you don't know, really But I've heard a lot of people like talk about it being okay and I'm like, well, okay, okay.
2: Yeah, but this movie is but just this is no this I feel like gets to. worse and worse as we get yeah, further along. Honestly, it's and it's it been is getting like milk. And it's been getting rightfully shadowed for twenty eight years. So, you know, we're not breaking any ground here by saying it's bad, but... Yeah, let it continue. It's, it's very bad, yeah.
1: It's just fascinating to see how many talented people can, like, can't shine this turd because fucking Rob Reiner is... I want to say he sucks ass, but goddamn, those two movies, like, fucking, uh,
2: Spinal Tap and goddamn... Um, I know, right? Like, like, just blowing
1: my mind.
2: It's, it's... I think somebody described it as... The kind of misconceived entertainment that only somebody with that level of talent could make. It's like it's like you gotta be you gotta be good enough to fuck up that bad.
0: Mm, yeah.
2: I I don't know. Yeah.
1: Also, so, I also found out uh, he played Meathead in All in the Family that uh, Rob Alan did? Oh, Rob
2: Ryder. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I didn't I didn't think about that. Like I was like I, that's one of those like, you know, past my before my time shows, but like I'd always like you know the characters tangentially and I was like, Oh shit, one of them was a director. What well, that was Rob Reiter. Oh so, um, but yeah, folks, this has been the review of new podcast. Yeah, Holy I shit. don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we just like we we just had to squeeze all of these thoughts out of our brain, and now we're just like left loose and left just like wow, guys. Uh, well, like I said, if you want to hear some of these thoughts firsthand as I'm as they're exploding out of my head, to talking to you guys, uh, you can always join the rap critic Patreon, folks. And what a what a first movie to start out with. Um, but, yeah, that's the review. uh, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash rapcritic or, uh, dot com slash rapcritic or, god damn, I'm really just deprived of energy after all this shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Go see everything everywhere all at once. It's really good.
1: I I, I, I love that recommendation, though, of how, like... You're out of time in a year. This just be like, what? Go see everything everywhere all at once. What? 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 what are you go see, about?
2: go see everything. You, everywhere. you, you sound all like you've ones.
1: had your 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 mind perfectly melted out of your head at I the haven't. end of this movie. You're like, go see everything everywhere yeah, all at
2: No, the movie by the Daniels. <laughs> <your
1: head." laughs> but yeah, I heard that was good, and I might check that out on was, a on recommendation. Really, yeah. Uh, It might do that if you know someone wishes to request it for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, until then, this has been the review of new podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, uh, until next time, I guess we can just skip it to the endings. I think I'll, I said yeah, all I think the, so, I think so. the stuff that, yeah. that as for the internet monies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, until next time, I'm DJ. I'm
2: Evan.
1: And.